The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Hello, this is Zack Sabre Jr., New Japan Cup winner 2018. And you're listening to Keeping It Strong Style with my mates. Enjoy. Yo, this is Rich Ladder from One Nation Radio. This is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We present to you the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Let's go. It's the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Covering New Japan, they ready to hold it down. Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Josh. Come and hit a job out in Barrio the Frost. From Tokyo Dome over to the G1. Social Suplex is the network where we can get it done. I'm a chiller. And let them have it Cause this is just an intro Keeping the strong style Six stars from the get-go, boy Yeah, from Tampa Bay to the Tokyo Dome This is Keeping It Strong Style With your hosts, Jeremy Donovan And the young boy, Joshua Smith And thank you for listening Welcome to Keeping It Strong Style On the Social Suplex Podcast Network Jeremy Donovan alongside the young boy Josh Smith On today's show we'll be covering Lionsgate Project 11 And the Road to Wrestling Dantaku shows That happen on April 13th and April 14th We'll be also answering uh, your questions from the mailbag As well as covering all the latest news In the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling Keeping It Strong Style is one one of the many shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Make sure you support our show and the network by subscribing on the podcasting app of your choice and leaving a rating and review. We're pretty much on every podcast app out there. Just search Social Suplex Podcast Network. You'll find our show along with all the other great programs on our network. You can also get the podcast and columns at socialsuplex.com. Go to socialsuplex.com forward slash subscribe to sign up to get the podcast and columns delivered directly to your email inbox. And before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Pure Rezu Road. Um, they are a top um, Pure Rezu website. They have lots of columns and podcasts, and they're going to start featuring Keeping It Strong Style they on that are. website. They already are. Yeah, episode 19, last week's episode, is already up there. And you can check out their website. It's purerezuroad.com. I am freaking super excited about that. I found out about this uh, uh, recent update today while I was at work. And I was like, what's going on? Uh, you know, Jeremy kind of makes the shots and like <laughs> makes the business moves. And like he's make, like, make the deals. He makes the deals. And he was like, yeah, we're on this this new uh, you know platform, this new website. They're going to start featuring our stuff. And I was like, what? And I, uh, I I got a chance to check it out today. They've got other like really cool podcasts, and maybe that will open up opportunity to work with some of these you know uh, great contributors that are out there, kind of covering the sport of wrestling and the sport of Japanese wrestling. Pro Rezu. So yeah, I am freaking excited. And uh, those guys, I'd never heard of their their website before. Like, well, at least I'd I'd kind of seen it like on Reddit, but once I actually got a chance to look at it, I mean, they've got awesome content, and that yeah, I'm super excited to be joining up with them. And kind of partnering yeah i mean it's always great to find people who all love pure rezu and love new japan so yeah. mike uh thanks for hitting us up today and looking forward to working with you guys big mike <laughs> <laughs> uh the good big mike not the bad big mike. <laughs> 
All right, so we have lots to review, lots of news, lots of questions. Oh my God, can I just say that it feels so good to be like the, doing the classic format right now? Uh, we had a lot of fun last week in Res- you know in Orleans at WrestleMania, uh, but the show we did was kind of an impromptu show. We literally recorded it minutes before WrestleMania was coming on, and I was dead tired <laughs> oh my god after going to 11 shows oh I, we went to another show after wrestlemania oh yeah that's right yeah the, the yeah. after party yeah so i mean i was just so tired and like that was a really fun show and we got to cover a lot of the stuff that we'd seen you know in new orleans but i missed like actually watching new japan and i missed like covering the weekly news and the format we got going and so when we came home, I was, like, kind of bummed. I was like, dude, I feel like we're supposed to be recording right now. I feel like we haven't even recorded this week. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad to be back, and I'm uh, excited to, see, you know, to get into it today. Yeah, so let's get started with Lionsgate Project 11. This happened on April 10th. Ah, uh, the young boys. Yeah, and uh, overall, I gotta say, this was, this was not the best uh, Lionsgate project that's happened so far. We got spoiled. Yeah. We got spoiled with the last, like, three or four. I don't remember how many, like, uh, how many. Maybe it was just three. Uh, maybe, yeah, projects. I think, yeah, the last three. The last three when they were doing the Young Lions Cup because that was, like, actually really compelling and stuff. And this, in its own way, was compelling. But, I mean, we got spoiled with some really good wrestling there. And, you know, this is back to, like, business as usual, Lionsgate. So, um, yeah, but I mean, definitely this is not going to be show of the year candidate. I don't think any of the shows we're covering this week are going to be, you know, show of the year. But no, this was a good. I, you know what? I will say this, though, the same way how I mentioned I'm glad to be back. This was like a good, like, palate cleanser. Kind <laughs> yeah. of washed the taste of WrestleMania out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to kind of do yeah. these reviews here. Yeah. So the opening contest, we had uh, Ren Narita. Taking on one of the newest young boys, Yuya Yumura. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yumura? Yumura. I don't know. I don't know. He's so he's a uh, he's 24 years old. He's a former college Greco-Roman wrestling champion. Uh oh, look out, Oka. Yeah, so made his big debut here at the Lionsgate Project 11. Um, looks like he'll you know be a, a heavyweight um, in the heavyweight division. Most likely, based on his build, anyways. I, yeah. I, I would assume so. But, I mean, this was a pretty uh, basic Young Lions match. Both guys showing a lot of fire. Um, obviously, Narita, he's the senior uh, Young Lion between the two. Finally. <laughs> finally, my dog Narita, like, is a senior. He's not the bottom of the barrel anymore. My God, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Narita took most of this match being the veteran. and It was kind of dominating uh, Yumura. Uh, but I mean, your mirror still looked good. He had, um, you know, nice fire. He sold a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, the thing with with Imura is he has like he had really good chain grappling. Yes, he did. That, that you saw that college uh, amateur background coming yeah, in. Yeah, very very smooth. He's very natural when it comes to the grappling aspect. Uh, I thought he he did a fine job selling and like firing up. Uh, where he really struggles, man. His strikes are. A, they're super, like, wide and not crisp, and they are stiff-looking as you-know-what. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And not in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you want stiffness. You want guys to work snug, but, like, 
he looks almost a little a little bit reckless and also just not like there's not that visual um, aesthetic to his strikes yet which right. uh, not to criticize him too much because I'm not going to like be down on the guy I mean I thought this was a great debut for him oh yeah you know they're starting out they're, they're obviously they're very green plus Narita is like technically one of the best young boys that they got right now yeah I think Narita's probably one of the most underrated uh, young lions they have right now I think he's the most underrated yeah. young lion by far uh, maybe because of his look I would say because of his look honestly yeah. more than anything else but aside from that I mean his matches are the best I th- I think he has he might not be the guy with the most upside or the guy the best young lion but I think he has the most consistently good matches for for what he's given because he's not even allowed to do everything that like uh, you know, I don't think he's allowed to do as much as Yagi. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I mean, Narita's great. And uh, I thought that this was a really good, like, opening match for them. Um, it was a lot of back and forth, but I don't know if you noticed, and we're going to cover a couple matches from these new Young Lions. They, have, they haven't even been allowed to, like, put, in, put on a submission hold yet. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this was, this was definitely, like, a back and forth affair. A lot of, like, strikes, things like that. But, uh... You know, Umura. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Umura. I think it's Umura. Umura. We'll have to find out. But yeah. Umura, he had some like good hope spots and things like that, and some st- sustained offense, but nothing where I ever thought he was gonna put Narito away. Yeah. So this is really showing like the the like level, the skill level difference between like Narita, who's got tenure there, and then Umura, who's like making his debut basically. Right. And so pretty much towards the end of the match. Narita cuts him off, locks in the deadly Boston Crab, and gets the <laughs> submission victory. Yeah. Um, really good little opener. Uh, Amura looked really, like, solid. I think that he has a great base to build off of. I was excited to see, like, a new young lion. So, you know, uh, expecting big things from him. And uh, that takes us to the second match of the night, which was Tomoyuki Oka versus Yoda Suji. Yeah, so uh, Suji, another new... Uh, young lion making his debut. He's 25 years old. He has a background in American football and Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of an interesting uh, background there for him. He's bigger than Amura. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're both going to be heavyweights, which we've seen a lot of the uh, a lot of the the young lines right now. Like going back to Kawato and then um, Narita, as well as. Um, even pa- I don't know if Yagi will be a heavyweight or not. He, he has the frame for it, but yeah, he doesn't have the weight yet. Yeah. And Oka probably could be a heavyweight. If he bulks up. If he bulks up. Cause, yeah, because he started off as kind of pudgy, and then he a lost weight. a lot of weight. Um, he looks like he... He could be a junior right now. Yeah, but if he still has a pretty decent-sized frame, if he uh, continues to cut some more fat and then decides to like bulk up, he could probably uh, be heavy. But def- I would definitely say right now even Umino is probably, the way he wrestles and his look would be like maybe a junior. Yeah. Some of these guys have frames to build on, but I mean, when we were go- when we were doing the Young Lion Cup back in... Uh, December. December of the like five guys that were in it, um, they almost all were like... Juniors, right? Pretty much, Kitamura was pretty much Kitamura's the like biggest the guy. Yeah, Oka, I guess, was a little, a little heavier. heavier than yeah. And Hanari was still a, a young lion at the time, but wasn't in the tournament. Right. So, with that being said, the fact that we got two new young lions and uh, Suji's the bigger of the two, he doesn't—he's not quite as cut or as built, I would say, but he's bigger. He's got a bigger frame, 
And um, it's kind of exciting to see some new uh, some new heavyweight young lions come into the fold. Yeah, and um, you know Oka also has you know the Greco-Roman background. He does a lot of power moves, so this was kind of like a power struggle here. Yeah, because obviously Oka's not as big as Suji, but he still does a lot of power offense. Yeah, uh, so both of these guys are kind of outpower each other in the beginning. Amura was good here. I didn't see the same kind of fire like that whole like fighting spirit deal. You mean uh, Suji? No, y- no, yeah, from Su. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, like Suji doesn't have the same kind of like fiery offense as uh, Amura had yeah. in that first match. But I thought he he did a good accounting of himself. Um, I thought he of the two, and this is just my take on it. I saw him as being the lesser of the two. Yeah, uh, he looks greener than Suji in my opinion. Um, he did have some. You know, pretty um, intense-looking slaps. He was slapping the crap out of Oka. He was slapping the crap out of Oka. Yeah. I mean, but his his stuff is kind of the same criticism I have about um, Amura, where yeah, his stuff looks really stiff, and but it's like he's even wilder than Amura. Yeah. <laughs> like he's all over the place. But I don't know. You know what kind of reminds me of is uh, 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 Taui from um, All Japan, kind of just like m- more of like a. Uh, meandering type of guy and maybe he'll like tighten things up but I mean yeah. maybe that'll be his thing like like those, those, big, those wild chops those yeah wild, wild slaps like, yeah chops and slaps yeah, yeah. but uh, I thought that this was good I thought it was a good matchup Oka um, was probably like the the best like big guy to match him up with for his first like match yeah and I, I enjoyed this match. I might even enjoyed it a little bit more than the other one. Yeah. Even uh, with the criticisms, just Oka, I think, might have laid out a little bit better match. Yeah, and Oka is um, becoming one of my favorite young lions. And um, I love his suplexes. He did he had a nice belly-to-belly uh, belly suplex here. Yeah. And um, towards the end, he cuts off Suji. And once again, the Boston Crab comes into play, locks it in, taps him out. One thing I was concerned about, I thought Suji and Umura, they both did drop kicks during the match. Yeah. And you know, that's a big like young lion spot. Yeah. They both like almost broke their necks, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was super nervous, like like the way that they did them. I was like, oh, they gotta tighten that up. Um yeah. I can hopefully hopefully they weren't like ridiculed too much in the back for the performances. Hopefully I mean like, they're both great performances for debut matches. But you know how it is in New Japan, man. Yeah. <laughs> Probably still did, still did some uh, hidden new squats. Yeah, so I mean, um, yeah, but this was good. This was good to see these two new young guys. I mean, uh, only time will tell what it's going to lead to. But uh, remember the names Yuya Umura and Yoda Suji, and uh, yeah, two two solid debuts. How about um, before we move on? How about like I love it when Oka puts on the Boston Crab. And the way he differentiates himself from the Oh, guys. yeah. He did the uh, Lion Tamer. Was it this show? No, that no, was on the Road to Road to. the Road to show. Yeah, but sorry. Jumping one, ahead, yeah. On this one, he did the where he jumps up and down. Yeah. And he really cranks on it. And yeah. he's been doing that since, like, December. And I love that move. Yeah. Because you know it's over. When he does that, yeah. like, it's for sure it's over. Yeah, like you're tapping out. Yeah. So, good little match. Good good little couple matches. Um, yeah, next we had a uh, tag match with Yagi teaming up with Tiger Mask to take on uh, Ghetto and Hiro Saito. Uh, Saito, Hiro Saito. Saito, excuse me. He's uh, from Tradition Pro Wrestling, 56 years old. And a New Japan alumni. Yeah. And uh, this was awful. Yeah. This is really, really, this really, really was bad. rough. 
I mean, you have, you know, 56-year-old Saito bumbling around in there, and then you have Ghetto, who's pretty much just cheating the whole match. The whole match, yeah. Eye rakes, uh, thumb in the eye, like... Back rakes. Every, like, yeah. I mean, and and there's a time and a place for it, and Gato's by no means a bad worker, but also, like, I don't know. I just thought it was funny that they put Yagi in there with Tiger Mask, like the dude who busted his mouth open. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, hey, you got to go work with uh, this dude that just split your wig, like, a couple, like, like a month ago. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. But uh, this was also, like, one of the longest matches on the card. It went over 15 minutes. <laughs> it, it, and it did not need to go that long. It didn't need to go that long. You had, I mean, Saito is just, he's almost like, like Nakanishi speed, like mm-hmm. super slow, molasses. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was bad. It was really, really, really bad. Um, <laughs> uh, Saito was the wrong guy to bring in. I know like they want to work with these other companies like Tradition and stuff. And it's, it's Hiro Saito. He's got a history in New Japan. I mean, uh, I believe he is Masa Saito's brother and all that sort of stuff. But, um, man, he's he's like 54 years old or something. 56. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like there are guys who are great at 56 and there's guys who are just not. And, man, he's so slow and so old. And, like, every time he took a bump, I thought it was going to be his last bump. bump. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this was this is really, really rough. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess it's a good experience, quote unquote. You guys can't see me, but I'm doing the air quotes. Air quotes, yeah. Uh, for Yagi, I don't, I don't know. I didn't think like Tiger Mask looked especially like great here. Yeah, either. yeah. Just all around, this was not a very good match. Yep. Um. But yeah. So I mean, uh, essentially, let's get to the finish of this match. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it came down to it was Ghetto and Yagi. And uh, Ghetto pretty much got him in the Ghetto Clutch for the win. Yep. So Ghetto Clutch, one, two, three. <clears throat> Yagi does the job clean. Um, this honestly might be like, I, know, I don't know how like canon the Lions Project shows are because, you know, they kind of exist in their own realm. Yeah. But this is maybe the worst match I've seen from New Japan all year. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. I yeah, mean, like I'll never watch this all game. the Road Two shows, all the Lion Gate stuff we've seen. Like nothing, nothing has been, been as bad. rough as this. Yeah, so let's move on. <laughs> yeah, the next we had uh, Nakanishi and Tenzan going against uh, Ken Forty Five and Manji Mura. Yep. So a couple freelancers, uh, mainly based out of Michinoku Pro, and they're not exactly like young whippersnappers or anything like that. Like, Ken 45 is 35. Um, Manjimaru is 33 years old. They've been around for a while. Um, but what did you think of this tag match? I mean, it was all right. I mean, every time I see Tenzon, it makes me miss Kojima. And it just makes me sad that... Why are you such a Kojima, Mark? Bro, I love Kojima, bro. <laughs> and uh, it makes me sad that... Kojima's not here, and we got Nakanishi instead. Okay, who's like bumbling around? Nakanishi's uh, tough. Like, yeah, it's rough watching Nakanishi these days for sure. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah. So I mean, there was nothing really special about this match. Mm. Yeah, I mean these these shows. 
it's kind of one of those things where it's like they like I said they exist in their own realm and it's an opportunity to bring it's supposed to be an opportunity to like bring in young guys to maybe work with some of these legends and stuff but uh yeah I don't know maybe we're missing out on something that's regional where like these guys are like locally known like sort of stars I wouldn't know because even though I'm a fan of Pearl Resu, my knowledge of, of it only goes so far because right. there's so many promotions and so many things going on but I, yeah. I, I can say like I wasn't familiar with Manjamaro and Ken 45 yeah I wasn't familiar with them either and even if they are stars in other way like they didn't really get to show much at all in this nothing, match nothing here like uh, it was pretty average below average kind of stuff they just looked like some indie like jobbers you know yeah uh if, hey, if you're a fan of theirs, you know, uh, and you guys, I'm sure that there's fans here that follow Michinoku Pro and Tradition, stuff like that. You know, let us know if they're good. But uh, from what I saw, I was like, man, this is like some uh, headbangers crap. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just thought they're, you know, these are guys you'd see in like a CZW or like a big Japan death match. I don't know. You know, they didn't seem like they were master workers to me or anything. Right. But, uh, yeah, eventually... Uh, Tenzan ended up getting the Anaconda Vice on Ken 45, and that was all she wrote. Yeah. And then there was a brawl post-match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it looks like they'll be doing some singles matches. I mean, you know, maybe like, I don't know, 30 years ago, this match might have like landed a little better, but it's it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So the main event of the evening, we had Yuji Nagata teaming up with Umino. To go against uh, Go, I was asking. I don't even know how to say that. Uh, Asakawa. Asakawa, and Ayato Yoshida. Ayato. Ayato. Ayato Yoshida. Excuse me, guys, as I'm trying to learn how to pronounce these guys' name correctly. You sound like uh, Jim Ross. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, but uh, we get the pass because. Uh, well, I, I was going to say, we get the pass because we're not actively watching them, but I was about to say, like, I guess Jim Ross isn't either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. But, yeah, these guys are from Kai and Tai Dojo, which um, it seems weird that there's a Michinoku Pro and a Kai and Tai Dojo. Yeah. Yeah. Does Taka doesn't run them both, or does he? I think, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to misspeak here. I, yeah. From what I understand, I know he was in Michinoku Pro, and I know he was in, like, a... Oh, I always forget what the um, I always forget what the precursor to Dragon Gate was. Oh, Toriumon, you know, I know he was involved with like Toriumon for a while and stuff like that. So I don't know. I mean, I assume Kaintai Dojo. It's Kaintai, right? So I don't know. Man, we need to we need to brush up on our pro. <laughs> yeah, we do. Pro history. We'll hit up have to hit up the uh, Purezo Road and find yeah get, get sit under the learning tree for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this was um, this was Umino's first uh, main event for for uh, Lions Project. Yeah. Yeah. Just in general, I mean, obviously he's not going to be in the main event of any of the bigger shows. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Don't act like you're. Uh, oh, I just forget his name. The the professor. Oh, Mike Tanay. Yeah, don't act like you're Mike Tanay and you know everything. <laughs> no, you're probably you're probably right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so his first main event here, teaming up with Nagata, who's you know one of the New Japan dads and one of the guys who's always working with the Young Lions. He headlines every Young Lion show, so I mean that yeah. it makes sense. This is kind of almost like a an unofficial crowning of him as like the junior eight or. <laughs> Not Junior. The Young Lion Ace, since uh, Kawato is now gone on to Excursion. So, uh, yeah, I liked this tag team here of uh, Nagata and Umino. Yeah, they were, they were a pretty solid team. 
Umino, Umino, however you say it. Yeah. Uh, yep, yeah, first main event. And uh, I thought Yoshida and Asakawa uh, looked good. Um, younger guys, I will say by this point, sitting through those two pretty lackluster matches back to back kind of like drag, drug it out of me. Yeah. And this match, there wasn't, I mean, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's almost like an exhibition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes they have like little stories that go through these uh, Lions Project shows, but this wasn't necessarily one where I was like invested. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, what did you think of, of, you know, Umino with Nagata? And what did you think of, you know, overall all the guys? Because um, Umino and Nagata, like we said, I think they make a great team. I would like to see them uh, team up more in the future, whether that be in opening matches on big shows or more uh, tag team matches here on Lions Project shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Asakawa and uh, Yoshida were pretty impressive. Um, young guys had a lot of fire, um, pretty intense. Yeah, I what I one of the things I liked about this was we got to see. I mean, this was a twelve minute match essentially. Mm-hmm. We got to see uh, Umino work from underneath. They they did the face and peril spot with him, and then later mm-hmm. on, after he tagged out and Nagata came in, and you know they they ended up getting him in the face and peril. We got to see the the hot fiery comeback that Umino is known for. He was actually as good as his his uh, big comeback is. I did notice he was a little blown up uh, the second time, and yeah. his plus these guys don't work together that much, so yeah. there might have been some awkwardness. But right, not yeah, not being familiar with those guys. Yeah, it was yeah. There was something with the timing and the spacing where his fiery comeback, while still very good, it wasn't as dynamic feeling as it normally is on like one of these other shows when he's. You know, because those multi-man matches, he does, he'll stay out a lot of the time. They'll tag him in and then he'll do the big spot. So I don't know if maybe it was just him being tired or the other, or, or maybe all the different factors we talked about. Right. But it was nice to see him get to work with guys from outside the company and also with Nagata and kind of see him in those two different roles in a, in a short period of time in the same match. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you mentioned, uh, Umino got the hot tag. You know, he comes in there like a house of fire, hits his big missile drop kick. It's a near fall. Uh, Nagata tosses tosses out uh, Asakawa. Uh, Yoshida hits uh, eats a double team and another missile drop kick for a near fall. Uh, and then uh, he gets the Boston Crab. Yeah, Boston Crab walks in, but then Asa- Asaka- Asakawa Asakawa Asakawa. Yeah, he comes in, makes a save. Umino uh, cuts him off, but then he eats a pop up knee and a head kick, and then a backdrop driver, and he gets pinned. Which was very surprising. I was expecting uh, Umino and Nagata to go over here. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes. In one sense, you're right. But in the other sense, it's like that old adage. You've got a young line in there with a um, with a veteran who's going to take the pinfall when you've got right. two other established guys. I mean, if, if, if Asakawa and Yoshida were like some jobbers, maybe. Right. Uh, maybe Nagata... Uh, you know, get some, but I don't know. It's it's New Japan. I I was totally. I was expecting uh, um, Umino to take the fall and t- like completely. To be honest with you, um, good little main event. Uh, I guess the surprising was somewhat of a, uh, you know the the finish was a bit of a surprise, but I I really wasn't to be honest. I just I figure Umino it doesn't matter if he's like the ace of the of the young boys, young lions. He's gonna keep eating the pinfalls, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, until he gets some sort of gimmick. I don't see him beating guys on that level just yet, you know? I mean, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, I thought that uh, these two these two guys were pretty good. I don't know if we're going to see them on other shows going forward, you know, other Young Lion shows, or if there will be an opportunity. But, I mean, gives them a little bit of shine. Yeah. Um, gives them, you know, some, uh, you know, exposure to different – working with different styles. Uh, all in all, I would say that this was – what did you think of the show, like, overall? I mean, overall, it was kind of rough. Yeah. I would and, say so. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't have to go out of your way to watch this unless you really, really, really wanted to. I would say, <laughs> unless you're really a completist like we are, <laughs> and sometimes the only the only reason we're completists is because of you guys, I could have easily done without the two tag team matches in the middle. Yeah. And maybe not even the main event. Yeah. Um, unless you just want to see Nagata and Umino work together. Uh because it was solid, but it wasn't anything blow away. Yeah, I was really hoping for more one-on-one Young Lion matches. Nope, it's back to business as usual. Yeah. But uh, I did I did really, even though the, they weren't like blow away matches, I thought the Narita-Umura match and the Oka-Suji match was definitely worth checking out because it's Young Lions. It's their debut. We're right. watching stars being born here. We're watching future IWGP heavyweight champions. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good little show. Um, they were actually sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Young Young Lions Gate number 11 was sold out prior to uh, prior to that. So that was kind of cool. I don't think... I, well, I think they generally sell out, but still like good sign. This is doing well. Um any final thoughts? I mean, like I said, you don't have to go out of your way to watch it. If you want to check out the New Young Lions, you can do it. I mean, the New Young Lions are in a, were in action on these Row 2 shows, which we're about to cover. So We'll cover these shows, but I don't know if you noticed, uh, Amura and Suji are going to be wrestling one-on-one on one of the future cards that we got coming up. I don't remember exactly which one it is, Yeah, but I'm wondering, like, that's going to be like the establishment of... You know, like they, they love to do these mini feuds with these young lions to kind of like start off their careers. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if it was you, like, how are you, what are you thinking? What do you see? What is your booking strategy? Um, I think um, probably I would be more leading towards uh, Umura, like booking him strong. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big fan of the guys who have the uh, Greco Roman and the amateur background. background. Yeah. yeah. So I'd probably have him strong. You know what I would do? And this is just me kind of like fantasy booking. Um, I would do it in a way to where you have uh, Umura be the more technically like proficient guy and maybe like have the upper hand in in a good uh, portion of these matches. And somehow, some way, maybe just because of the size factor, Suji always pulls it out. That could be a compelling story. Yeah, like like Umura is clearly the better guy from a skill standpoint, but Suji just has the size, and it, like, like he like he keeps getting like kind of like maybe outsmarted or like outwitted, maybe almost like I would do it like outlucked. Like there's no reason he should be losing because right. he's better, <clears throat> but he just does. 
<laughs> and like it's it's like the bane of his existence. Like like this dude Suji like always beats him, and you don't even know why. Like it's 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 just right. Like, like super, dominates most of the match, and then like, out of nowhere, like, like super see. fluky. Like yeah, super fluky. Like yeah. Maybe the first one's like a countout victory. Like maybe the next one's like he accidentally gets DQ'd, and then like like maybe some James Ellsworth crap. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, like you think he's gonna get the win, and he gets rolled up, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> like I don't know. That I feel like that'd be fun, but uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. You know, you never can tell what's gonna happen yeah. with these guys, um, and we'll go from there. Yeah, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I, bro, I love the young lions. So. Yeah, yeah. The young, obviously, you're the the young the young boy. The young boy. Yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, All right, so to Dantaku. Yeah, so the first show was on April. One of these shows, yeah, April thirteenth. Um, and so here in uh, Corrigan Hall, opening contest was Yagi against Yumura. Mm. Did you notice? Since we're gonna just get started here, Mm -hmm. um, we started watching the show on the thirteenth, and we noticed right away that like a good portion of like the hard camera crowd was just not there. Right, and I mean, once they did wide shots later on in the show, we saw that it was still pretty full. Yeah, it looks like the show was almost sold out. It was just that one little section where the hard camera was. There was like nobody there. It's like, why didn't they have people like? I would have filtered people into those seats because yeah. that's like where the camera. I looked like the show like didn't do well. Right. And at first we were like, man, what's going on? Because we haven't seen a Corkin show like that in a while. Yeah. I didn't know if like maybe it was like in the daytime or what, or maybe it just wasn't a strong drawing card. What was the deal? Um, but then like when they spanned out, like it was almost a full capacity place. It's just that one section. I would have definitely, definitely moved people in. I don't know. Right. And it's just just one of those like production different things like I I think it might just be that those are good seats and like people didn't pay for them. They just like I don't know. Maybe they just don't want to move people into the seats they didn't pay for. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) It seemed seemed weird to me though. But yeah. So Yagi versus Imura. So what were your thoughts here? So this was a very good opening match. Uh, Yumura looked good once again mm-hmm. going against Yagi here. So in this match, you know, Yagi, he's the veteran young lion here. Yep. So, you know, he took control early and he was kind of uh, grounding Yumura. Yep. But, uh, you know, Yumura fought back, showed a lot of good aggression, and he was uh, targeting, uh, or Yagi was targeting his leg. Uh, trying to you know chop the stronger guy down, and you know if you keep him down, he can't throw you. So Yagi had a great game plan there, and we just you know lighting him up with chops. Yeah, Yagi like was doing some good character work here, where he just seemed like he was getting frustrated that this like you know young upstart was like ha- kind of hanging with him. Yeah, and he just kept like getting pissed <laughs> throughout the match. Yeah, uh, but I. I I dug this match. I thought that yeah. they got a little bit more time than the uh, the debut matches of the these two guys on the mm-hmm. previous show. So I thought this was good. Um, Amura, uh, really good. Like he's just yeah, a solid um, guy. Yagi was at one point got the Boston Crab on him, and uh, Yumura was able to make it to the ropes, and that really pissed Yagi that off. That's like the first time he's made it to the ropes. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, so then eventually Yagi hit him with that beautiful drop kick. Oh, yeah. Yagi's got the best drop kick of the Young Lions right now. I would, except, for, I, except for I really dig Narita's drop kick. Where he just, like, runs at you. and it, It's not beautiful, but he just runs at people and freaking smashes them. Like, it's it's awesome. Oh, my God. Uh, I love it. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he hit him with that awesome drop kick. He got the two. Um, Amura kicked out. He got a roll up. 
another two. So they're kind of giving this kid a chance to like showcase. And we kept thinking it was going to be over. Yeah. I don't know why we always get caught like that. Like we watch this product. Well, it's going to end right now. Oh, yeah. no, it's not. Yeah. We always think it's going to end. And we know we should know by now that it's not. But they do such a good job drawing you into the match and then also making the near fall so believable. You're like, ah, oh, that's it. No, it's not. <laughs> so uh, Yagi locks in the crab here once again. And he gets the win. Apparently it was his uh, birthday. So he gets a big win in the opening match on his birthday. Happy birthday to my dog, Yagi. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I mean, Yumura looked great here in his second match. A lot of great uh, aggression, a lot of potential in this guy. Yeah. You can see, like, the desperation, you know, like, mm-hmm. like he just really, really wants to get a win. Um, I, I see big things for, for Amura, you know, going forward. I, I mean, it's going to be a while, but, like, yeah, everything I've seen so far, like, I'm liking him. He's got the best physique of all the young lines right now already. Like yeah. first first night in, so yeah. yeah, he's got awesome build. He's got a really good solid base. Uh, I I want to see him in Oka. Yeah, that Greco Roman versus Greco Roman. Yeah, both their backgrounds that would make for a great I you, match. I bet you'll be really good, but uh, I assume Oka will just <laughs> dominate him. Yeah, like Oka's the bruiser of the freaking group, you know. And uh, speaking of Oka, he was in the next match against Nakanishi. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Nakanishi versus Oka. Uh, we've seen this before, right? Yeah. I feel like we have. Or maybe just I'm a, I'm, maybe I'm just I, I'm confusing pretty, uh, the Nakanishi and uh, Kitamura matches with Oka. Yeah. I don't know. But um, one thing I do like here, like the whole like power struggle spot that they usually do with the two bigger guys and the whole like shoulder tackle thing. I don't know what it is about that spot, but I just really like that like – you try to knock me down. No, you knock me down. And then finally, you build that anticipation until one person actually gets knocked down. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, Nakanishi, they, like, he has this, he's got the match that he does, and it's the same match. Yeah. And I don't, I don't disagree with you. I mean, that spot's great when it's like Elgin. Or, right. I'm saying that that spot in general, yeah. not, not Nakanishi doing uh, it. But when it's Nakanishi, like, the only guy really, like, for some reason, I kind of dig Nakanishi and, like, Fale going at it I, yeah i don't know why i always have uh but yeah i don't know i mean it, this was a good match for oka you know chance to go up against nakanishi i guess um lots of hard strikes a lot of hard chops because that's what you have to do when you wrestle nakanishi um i remember like calling the match and i was like kick him in his knees oka <laughs> kick him in his knees yeah. <laughs> he'll be done like that's all he's got at this point I'm like almost I don't even believe Nakanishi in the ring because it's like yes he's so burly and yes he's so strong and so tough but he just moves so slow he got no wheels man yeah he's got no wheels give him a leg kick in the knee and see what happens and that dude's done yeah I'm sorry like you know Nakanishi's a legend and I respect everything he's done and you know I think he should have a job with New Japan and all that but I'm like almost done even wanting to watch him because he just can't go anymore. And I'm that's really it, it is unfortunate, but it happens to all wrestlers and there there comes a time where guys should like know that it, they can't go anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like the worst to his uh finish, he uses a torture rack. And he does nothing. He gets <sighs> the guys up there yeah. and they're just like laying on his shoulders and just There's not even a bounce anymore, bro. Yeah. Like I feel like 4 months ago there was still a bounce at least. I, nah, not really. He, it was a, <laughs> <laughs> It was the same thing, bro. He just get him up on his shoulders and just like stand there and yeah. then like, oh, they tap out. Like, 
Like, dude, at least like like try and like wrench him with your arms. Like, you don't have to jump him down, but like you know, wrench, grab his like neck and his like wrench him something. Like, it's amazing how many guys have tried to. Uh Utilize that move and just nobody has the same like fire and like delivery as like Lex Luger. Dude, Lex Luger had the best torture rack, man. Get him up there, jump up and down, rack him up and down. Lex Luger is a very successful former New Japan alumni, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I believe he beat uh, Masahiro Chono in like 1992, if I remember correctly, something of that nature. I know he beat Chono for sure, which is like a big deal. But uh, yeah. Shout out to the total package. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to the narcissist. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, uh, I think we pretty much gave the spoil away. Like, uh, Oka Nakanishi, somewhat competitive match. Eight minutes in. Nakanishi gets him up for the rack. Oka taps out. Typical match. Super slow. It's okay, but... You know, Oka. Now, let's not forget before we move on. Oka worked really hard in this match, so that's yeah. one thing. He's he like is doing. Nakanishi is blessed in a sense to where he's fortunate to work with hungry enough young guys who can kind of that are gonna bust their butts to make the match look good as possible. Yep, and they make him look good, and they kind of hide his weaknesses. So there is that. Um, so yeah. Uh, that brings us on to our next match, which was a six-man tag. Uh, we had the team of Ren Narita, Togi Makabe, and Ryosuke Taguchi um, taking on Shota Umino, uh, Yuji Nagata, and Tiger Mask. So, yeah, your typical, like, New Japan bottom guys for right now, uh, taking on a couple young lions and, you know, fun match. What do you think of this, Jeremy? I mean, this was an all right match. Um, kind of got your Taguchi doing kind of all of his, you know, silly Taguchi spots. Ah, man. I, I don't know what's going on with Taguchi. Like, I really don't know what's going on with Taguchi because I felt like last year we got more of the, like, serious, like, comes, like, put on his work boots Taguchi, you know what I yeah. mean? Maybe he's not being booked that way, but I also feel like he's not working that way either. Like... I don't know, man. It's it seemed like literally all year we've got nothing but just like goofball, like kind of crappy, like let himself go to Gucci. Yeah, I mean he was doing the Matador spot with it's Tiger fine. Mask. I mean it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, and he's good at it. So I'm not like sitting here being like. Taguchi freaking sucks. Like, right. It's not that. I like Taguchi. I just I, I did pop for him uh, mocking Nagata's little like salute signal. That that was pretty funny. I'm just like I don't know. I'm like we'll talk about it later too. But I almost feel like he's losing his spot in his own faction. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, Taguchi yeah, Japan's yeah. like not even hardly a thing anymore. Right. So I don't know. And then you know, obviously Makabe's Makabe. You know big star they can call him at any time when they need to but he's broken down as well um you know he's coming off that injury and you know from earlier in the year after the uh match in that tour but uh taking on Nagata Nagata's just ageless like he's just he's still so good and then Tiger Mask is Tiger Mask where he, yeah he's another so it's like the dad's taking their kids to work in this match basically. yeah um yeah, but I mean, I don't know. This didn't leave like a huge impression on me. Yeah, nothing too memorable about this match. Uh, came down to the finish with uh, Tiger Mask going against Narita. Um, Tiger Mask works him over and finally hits the Tiger Bomb and gets the pinfall victory here. I will say, like, at, up, up to this point in the show, like, yes, 
it's a, been a good palate cleanser <laughs> to get back into New Japan and kind of reacclimate myself to the product. But man, when you know New Japan has a stigma about multi-man matches, a lot of people criticize them for that, and I don't think it's a fair criticism all the time because they do such good storytelling and story progression using that method. But these were like matches just to have matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this was like that whole stigma about road to shows. This was like a road to road to show. Like very few story stories progressed by it. Like almost. this was like, yeah, it's the kickoff of the tour. Like, yeah, take it easy night, whatever. <clears throat> um, there was something that was interesting with this match. So eventually uh, it ended up working where... Uh, Tiger, like Narita, and I oh, remember Narita wanted to get in the ring and was so like fiery when they his team was in control and he was yeah. Like, and I was like, why you get, <laughs> why you want to get in there, Narita? You know you're taking the pinfall, like yeah. you want to do the job. He's like he's so fiery. He's like, let me do the job. Let me do the job. Yeah. It's like all right. And that's well, exactly what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> like, so he ends up getting hit with the tiger uh, tiger bomb. Yeah. Finishes it, so you get Umino, Nagata, and Tiger Mask uh, standing tall. And then the only interesting thing here was at the end of the match when Umino and Nagata they got yeah, they they're stared off because they they're facing off. each other on a road to show. I think the next night. They the next, the next that's night. right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Maybe. <laughs> well, these shows did kind of roll. Into yeah, they one kind of blend so together. Yeah, so not gonna judge you too harshly, <laughs> just slightly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, this was your standard. You know, I don't know. Two and a half star match yeah. between solid, solid back and forth tag match. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of times on these shows, that's what you get. You know, you get solid. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> um. So, the next match we had a six man tag: Rapungi, Three K, Show, mm-hmm. Yo, and our good friend Rocky Romero. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Rocky? <laughs> Going against Rocky Asuka Romero. <laughs> Yeah, it was cool. Anyway, so uh, going against uh, the devil, uh, Azuka, a. Tai Chi, and Taka Michinoku. and this was your. No, let me take it back. This was this match right here was as bad or worse than that Hiro Saito match. This I, I, was it's possi- bad. It was possibly worse. This was. A piece of crap. This was crap. Yeah. This was straight. Dude, <laughs> wh- why is Rapungi 3K in a match that sucks this bad? Yo, I'm sorry. I'm done. I don't like Azuka. Like, I don't care. I don't Only care. Only now you're saying. I, 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 <laughs> I've been not liking Azuka, bro. <laughs> I was done with him like from the first match I saw him in, dude. Dude, like the first match I ever saw Azuka in was like him and uh, Fujinami against the Steiner brothers. I thought he was great. I'm talking about, like, this current run. Yeah, I didn't know they were the same guy. But that was the first time I saw him. But, like, this has been... I mean, like, yes, we criticize him all the time, but I'm just going to say it. Like, he's WWE status for me right now. I'm done with WWE right now, and I'm done with Azuka. Like, I'm getting ready to, like, do a full, full-on protest of Azuka matches and just start skipping over them. Yeah. Like, and I'm not really going to do... I can't do that, but he's not getting my undivided attention anymore after this crap. Because it's really It's bad. horrible. Same brawling all over the place. He pulls the string out. Freaking biting everybody. Like, oh my God. It's like... The only thing that's kind of nice is like we get a change of pace where like I'm, I don't... 
I'm not sitting here mm. praising New Japan incessantly the way we normally do because yeah. they're such. They're so you know, because yeah, people think that you know all we do is praise and we're not critical. Well, no, this is well. Bad. Here's the criticism: Izuka freaking sucks <laughs> and should not be in a New Japan ring right oh now. God, I feel like I'm on One Nation Radio. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. it's horrible, horrible, like a dumpster. Dude, pile they could have put any other Suzuki Gun member in this freaking match, and it would have probably been pretty good. Here's the thing: like, I get it. I get that. Like, um, you know, there, there's wild men in wrestling. I've always gotten that. Yes. You know, the Sheik, Abdullah the Butcher, guys like that, Carlos Colon, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a thing. Um, and I get it. But it's 2018, and this guy does it worse than like all those guys from the 70s. Yeah. Like, I, it's it's super 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 crappy. And another thing to kind of go with that is, um, New Japan is supposed to be a sports centered product, right? Right. I understand that like there are different guys with different different gimmicks, and you know you want to entertain and change up the show, and I I. I'm all for that, but there's limits. There's there's limits to it, and it just it breaks my uh, it's like my suspense and my disbelief when this guy comes in and does the same freaking crap in every single match. He's literally biting the dudes like six or seven or eight times. And then pull out the string. He pulls out the string and chokes them. He bites them like a million times. He's grabbing their like eyes and raking them and yeah. crap. Then hitting them with a metal freaking claw. claw. Oh my. Now here's my other. It's like, dude, I understand that they're lax in their uh, like rules or whatever, but I almost feel like no other wrestler gets away with it. We're just supposed to accept it because it's Azuka's gimmick. Right. And it's bullcrap. And he, he needs as much smoke and mirrors because obviously he's not a freaking five-star worker or anything. He used... I mean, he was never a five-star worker, but he was a very solid wrestler at one point. And it... Well, it just comes back to the earlier thing. Like, at a certain age or a certain, like, limit, like, you, you got to know when to hang the boots up. Like... One other thing that I don't like about it, it's because it's lazy. It's lazy. Yeah. Dude, smoke and mirrors. Well, okay, but there's a way to do smoke and mirrors, mm-hmm. and then there's doing smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Like, Abdul the Butcher doing smoke and mirrors may, like, kind of makes sense because it's like, okay, he's cheating. The referee knows he's going to cheat, but he does it in a concealed way where it's like, yes, to us, it's obvious, but they're at least trying to hide it from the ref somewhat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, he might attack the ref, but, like, he's not, like, right in front of the ref. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's some still, like, I don't know, semblance of trying to hide your cheating and that's almost what makes like other organizations like I remember watching World of Sport and what made the guys who were cheaters brilliant was that like they had to hide their cheating so you know from the ref but when the ref's just looking at them and they're just cheating right in front of the ref and no one's doing anything and then it's like how many times has someone got to get bit before this guy gets thrown out of the freaking promotion yeah they threw Mike Tyson out after one fight. He bit like, <laughs> twice. Like, come on, dude. Like, get this garbage off my screen. Maybe I just don't like him. You know? Maybe that's what it is. But, like, it, it, I don't like the gimmick. Yeah. He could do it so much better if he wasn't so lazy. Yeah. So, F a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and by the way, Rocky Romero got hit with a uh, uh, metal the, claw. Here. Yeah, that was... After the match, but um, yes, yeah, yeah, Suzuki Gun, yeah, they got the win. 
Oh yeah, Taichi got the win here. Yeah. By the way. Yeah, he hit that. I guess his his new finisher. He hit him with the last uh, ride. Last power ride powerbomb. I still think it was more of like a jackknife. It was a last ride. It was last ride. He lifted him up. Yeah, last ride. And then and then he does that pin where he like like I don't know like the uh, like when Edge did it to Beulah McGillicuddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like kind of like yeah. whatever you want to call it. I don't know. He's straddling the guy. So yeah. yeah. So use your imagination, listeners. Yeah. Or, or some, go watch yeah. the match. Don't you know? Don't go watch the match. That match really sucked. Yeah. I'm done. Rant over. <laughs> uh, <sighs> so uh, frustrating. Yeah. So, this is uh, going to go down as an all-time great show. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to something better. Uh, Toriyano and Ishii going against Tenzan and Toa Hanare. And we just continue to see the rivalry uh, growing between Ishii and Hanare. Storytelling. Hanare uh, has a death wish. He mm-hmm. keeps you know trying Ishii every single match. Yep. I've seen that man live. You don't want to try him. You do not want to try. But, dude, Hanari wants to beat him so bad. Yeah. He wants to beat him so bad. And every every single match, he's getting closer and closer and closer. Yeah. But I hope he never beats him. I don't want Hanari to ever pin Ishii. Yeah. In his whole career. Like, some Tommy Dreamer, re- like, Raven crap. Yeah. Except for he doesn't get the win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's what I want. Uh yeah, I mean I don't know, but you know what? Hanari's growing on me. His gimmick's not, but he is as a yeah. Performer. I mean he gets in there. He works really really hard. Uh, I've, I've been critical of him. I didn't like him in the since the World Tag League. I didn't like him either. But I mean he's kind of won me over a little bit. I mean he's putting on size too. You know. Yeah, he's got he's bigger. He's getting bigger. Um, I mean he moves pretty quick in the ring. He has a lot of uh, his strikes look pretty good. And you know me, they gotta be big, pal. <laughs> Vascular. They gotta be vascular. Goddamn. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nah, they don't have to. Like my favorite wrestler, like you know, Rey Mysterio or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, but still. Um. So yeah, a lot of good exchanges here between Ishii and Hanare. Um, Yano, of course, was doing the Yano act antics. Point. It's weird Tenzan was in this match and not uh, Makabe. Yeah, because Makabe is always... Makabe usually teams with Hinari. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I guess uh, Makabe didn't want to, you know, deal with Hinari tonight. <laughs> I guess so. Well, he's like, he's like, that punk, I always job when I'm with that punk. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not teaming with him. Yeah. He let Uncle Tenzan deal yeah. with <laughs> Yeah, they like had a bet or something, and like Tenzon like lost. He's like, "All right, you got a team with the kid." Yeah, <laughs> Tenzon's like, oh, "Where's Kojima?" <laughs> yeah, bro. This this match must have made you really miss Kojima. Well, at least this match was good. You just miss Kojima in general. Like you wake up in the morning missing Kojima. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But uh, yeah, I mean, this was okay. So it wasn't good. It was like good. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was lackluster in the beginning, but once the Hanari and Ishii stuff started, then that's when it really like popped off. And that seems to be the story of their matches. Like it's the one standout thing from like every show when when it's must see like viewership. Like you have to see what goes on between those yeah. two guys. It's great. Like strong style. <laughs> 
maybe this will be like a feud of the year, like a low key feud of the year yeah. like candidate. Yeah. That like no no one's even really like thinking about, but like this long term story time between Ishii and Anari is. Like, it's been great. They're they're gonna they're gonna have a one on one match, and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, because you asked me, you're like, have they had a one on one match? And I'm like, no, bro. Yeah, because I was trying to re- re- like recap, like rethink. I'm like, Ishii's gonna freaking murder. Him. I know. Yeah, he is, like, dude. Murder him, bro. Yeah. So the end of this match here, uh, and Hanari's gonna kill himself trying to like kill Ishii. Yeah. Hanari uh, hit a lariat uh, on Ishii for a near fall, and then they have a heavy exchange, and Hanari uh, hits a spear for a near fall, but then Ishii comes back, kills him with a lariat, and then hits the brainbuster for the win here. I love that brainbuster. How about we do this? How about we put Hanare? Uh, in the title hunt for that Rev Pro title. Dude, let's do it. Let's put the title on the line. Let's put it all on the line, there, brother. <laughs> uh, give some Ishi- give Ishii some uh you know, some some lineage, some credibility to his uh win or to his uh title reign. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. This match was good. I mean eleven minutes and you know. Yeah. Got in, got out. Good match. So after that match we had a promo video for the return of Bone Soldier. Highlight of the night. Absolutely, like, the highlight of the night. The fact of the matter is, like, we never thought this man would be back. And here he is, making his triumphant return to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Bone Soldier, bro. Are you as excited about this as I am? No. <laughs> I'm just I'm just hoping that... Um, this there's somebody else under the mask this time, and it's not Captain New Japan. That's the rumor. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, last I heard, uh, and I forget the performer that was Captain New Japan, but mm-hmm. I heard like he's retired, retired, he's done. But maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is part of the Bullet Club storyline. Right. I mean, uh, Cody did take credit for this because the uh, New Japan tweeted out this video before this show, and Cody like quote tweeted, and he was like, "You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that uh, Kenny Omega like actually commented on it on Twitter and said, "Some legends never die." Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I've been hearing rumors that maybe it could be Flip Gordon. I don't uh, know if there are rumors as much as just like speculation. speculation. Yeah, speculation. Maybe this is how he gets booked on All In. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, Flip Gordon's pretty awesome without being in a gimmick. So it, it worked out for Kenny. He was Barry the business or uh, Barry the, uh, the or what was it? Barry uh, the drug free bear. Yeah, yeah. So maybe like Flip can be you know Bone, Bone Soldier. Soldier, and they'll they'll like they'll be like wow. Bone Soldier's really improved. <laughs> now, Cody, Cody should like play it up and be like, "Yeah, I trained Bone Soldier. I made him bet under my leadership. Uh, Bone Shoulder <laughs> is a much better wrestler now." I don't ever remember him being this good. Wow, man, you've really been like, <laughs> like I could see that being like a like, being the elite skit. Man, Bone Soldier, like looking good. You know what Bone Soldier should do? He should grab people's hands and be like, "Where do you, you think, think you're going?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Um, I remember that night we were at uh, the WrestleCon Super Show. We were all wearing like uh, Bullet Club and like Kenny shirts. Yeah. And these dudes walked up to us like, oh, it's the Bullet Club. Who are you guys? Are you guys brothers? Oh, no. That was that drunk dude. Yeah. I want to punch that kid. No, no, no. no, no. Those two black guys. They were cool. Oh, yeah. The security guard the dudes. security guards. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, what's up, brothers? They like, came up and gave us <laughs> two, two sweets. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, which members are you? And everyone like said who they were. And I was like, I'm Bone Soldier. <laughs> 
they they died, bro. Oh my god. So bro. yeah, I love. I actually I hate Bone Soldier. He's awful. Like, uh, from what I remember, like that's one of the main catalysts for why like the elite became a thing because New Japan owns the Bullet Club. They own the name, the gimmick, the the logo, everything. And when they brought in like Bone Soldier, it was like, man, like what? It, you know, it was like jumping the shark at the time. Yeah. And that kind of like led to you know Kenny and. The Young Bucks being like, well, you know, it's only smart business for them to brand themselves in a way where New Japan and whoever can't take it away from them, you know? Yeah. They can make their own money off of it. So, but with that being said, uh, I don't know what the heck this is. I literally don't know what the deal with Bone... I mean, what do you think it is? You think it's just a storyline or you think or you think it's one of those wacky New Japan things? Bro, I, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> I'm gonna hope it's a, it's a one-off. I'm hoping it's it's a, it's a mass horse deal. Maybe like, New Japan. No, but they mass break. horse never got a never got a vignette. That's true. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like the debut of a of a star back in the '90s in WWE. Yeah. Also, WWE, take note. This is how you bring in a star. This is how you bring a returning guy in. <laughs> but you do vignettes. Oh my god. And you don't do it for like 40 weeks and then not debut them. And right. Then cut them when they get on the like main stage. Or squash them on their big in their first match. Emma. Oh my god. Anyways. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So next matchup. Uh, the Suzuki Goon Lij. Wait, wait, wait. We're oh. not gonna keep talking about Bone Soldier. No. <laughs> Uh, Fine. <laughs> I want to do my own blog about Bone Soldiers. It's going to be great. Go, yeah, go ahead and put that up on uh, Social <laughs> Suplex. Let's see how many uh, views we get on well, that. Well, apparently you'll just let anybody post anything on Social Suplex. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even vetting the stuff, brother. Oh, man. We are a diverse group. Yeah. With diverse tastes. Everybody has their own mindset, their own opinions. Don't forget, guys, support the Social Suplex Podcasting Network and all of our great columns. How am I doing for doing a spot? Yeah, that was that was nice. Nice. Yeah. I never do those. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into this match. So we yeah. got Lij versus Suzuki Goon. Um, so Lij, we got Bushi, Sonata, Evil, and Takahashi. Suzuki Goon, we got Desperado, Kanemaru, Lance Archer, and Dave Boy Smith Jr. And obviously, this match is to set up the um, two tag title matches that are coming up. Um, Evil and Sonata going against um, Killer uh, Killer Eat Squad and then Takahashi and Desperado or Takahashi and um, Bushi excuse me going against Desperado and Kanemaru for the junior titles you know we're not really having a discussion here necessarily about the you know three way feud that's going on with these two junior teams and Rapongi 3K but I just want to say how the heck did Rapongi 3K get bumped out of that? And what did like the LIJ Junior Tag Team do to like earn a title shot? Who did they ever beat? Nobody, really. They beat Flip Gordon at War of the Worlds, but that's about it. Yeah. What the heck? Why yeah. is Rapongi 3K out? It's, I, I don't understand the whole Rapongi 3K booking at all this year. I mean, you start you start off, you build them as the, like the hottest new thing. Like they, you know, run rampant through the division. They beat the Young Bucks. It's like there's the new like top junior tag team, and then they just freaking lose the belts to Desperado and Kanemaru. And then, I think like the top quote unquote junior tag team is not even a thing. Like we want it to be a thing, but it's never really like been a thing. There's right. a reason the Young Bucks are like seven time champions. Right. 
Right. Because, like, nobody's at the top. Like, you're the top by just drawing a lot and being involved in the title picture, but no one's, like, dominant. Like, it's kind of sucks. But I don't want to complain too much because at least we're not getting another triple threat. But uh, I would definitely not have gone with uh, LIJ against – well, I guess – I guess that answers my question because they're clearly going with LIJ versus Suzuki Goon as a feud across the board for this right. tour. Yeah, so that make that makes some sense to me. But at the same time, like I don't know, you don't have to do like you don't have to do that for every single major title or whatever. Like I think Rapongi 3K should still be involved in the title picture right now, and not be put on the back burner. Like they right. they clearly like got robbed of the titles and like. I don't think that, and they never got a fair like one-on-one no matchup. No, and I don't understand how what Li what um, Lij did to like leapfrog them. So it's kind of bullcrap, but whatever. Yeah, super, well. super positive episode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, you know this match wouldn't be a Suzuki Goon match if they didn't, you know, jump the bell and do the attack and brawl on the floor. Hey, at least there's no Azuka. Oh, thank God. And it wasn't that, yeah, I mean, it was nowhere near as bad as that Azuka match. I mean, yeah. we, this was actually two teams that have, chem, you know, well, I shouldn't say, well, it was four teams, but, you know, two groups of teams that have chemistry with each other in KES and, LA, you know, LIJ heavies and uh, Takahashi and Evil have a lot of... Uh, Chemistry with Desperado and Kanemaru from mm-hmm. what we've seen so far, so that was good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, both these teams, great chemistry, a lot of great uh, back and forth action in this match. A little wild. Uh, ref needed to tighten things up a bit. Yeah, uh, bring bring some order. They need like they need an enforcer in New Japan. They need an authority figure. They need a bully Ray. They need a bully Ray. <laughs> no, they need a Kurt Angle or something like. They that. need Paige. They need a GM. <laughs> they need a GM. That's the thing we've been missing in this. Maybe uh, maybe Bone Soldier can be the GM. Bone Soldier should be the GM of... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, but seriously, oh um, someone does need to, like... I don't know. Someone does need to, like... There needs to be a representative of the IWGP <laughs> at every show. We need to, like... Put a stop to this Suzuki-Goon crap. We should create... Uh, or maybe one of our listeners can do it. We need to create an IWGP, like, Twitter, Twitter account. account. And, like, start addressing all the issues in New Japan. Like, yeah. bringing this before the board. Like... Yeah. <laughs> This 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 has got to stop. This this is just out of hand. These Lij these Suzuki Goon menaces, my God. But anyways, yeah. So good match. Um, you know, like I said, it was all over the place. What it, you know, take us to the finish, I guess, Jeremy. Yeah. So it uh, came down. I'll play by play guy. <laughs> came down to uh, Kanemaru and uh, Bushi. Kanemaru he hits the uh, deep impact DT off the top rope gets a near fall on Bushi and then uh, Bushi ended up rolling him up to pick up the win so LIJ beats Zuki Gun in 14 minutes 10 seconds cut out that first like 4 minutes of Suzuki Gun bullcrap bull you got a pretty solid match here <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah I mean I could really I could just do without that crap like we don't it's just it's a rest hold bro and uh, after the match I don't know which young line it was but Archer gave a big choke slam to one of the young lines I believe oh, it, I, that was Narita probably was because the, the camera angle was kind of hard because like it was pretty much it like could have been Yagi but I thought it was Narita yeah it seems like it, they like to choke slam Narita he gets yeah. up higher than anyone else he's yeah. littler Alright, and now for the highlight of this show, the main event. This was not the highlight of this show. Bone Soldier's announcement oh and return is freaking, the highlight of this troll. show. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, bro, it's freaking Bone Soldier. He's an OG Bullet Club member. What are you talking about? You want to bring... Bro, I'll tell you this much. When Boney was around, they weren't having the trouble they're having nowadays. That's why Cody's bringing him back. That's why he's bringing him back. Oh he's, a, he's an olive branch offering. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Elimination match. Oh, uh, I love these matches. I love the elimination tag matches. Uh, five on five. So we have Kushida, Michael Elgin, David Finley, our good pal Juice Robinson. The, the flamboyant. Juice Robinson. Uh, my personal friend, Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, how about that guy on uh, on freaking what's it called um, on Reddit who's like, yeah, that show was good last week. Except all the guys that you guys met saying he was super nice, he was super nice, got a little repetitive. And I was like, these are my friends. I can't yeah. talk about my friends on the air. At, at the end of the show, after the after the uh, ending of the show, I'm gonna put that uh, Tanahashi uh, conversation I had you? with him at the end of the show. Yeah. So make sure you listen all the way to the end. You can hear my conversation with my attempt to get Tanahashi to do a drop for this show. At one point, though, you're like a little harsh because you're like, say. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jeremy, go easy on him. Uh, He's the ace, bro. He might yeah. be in a cloverleaf. He might uh, sling blade me in the middle of the convention. Yeah, bro. No one would blame him because he's the freaking ace. Yeah. And so they're going against uh, Will Ospreay, Yoshihashi, uh, Jay White. Uh, Goto and Okada. So, pretty much, and uh, Tanahashi, he was wearing the the coach, the captain uh, armband that Taguchi normally wears. Yeah, he was. So this is pretty much uh, now Team Tanahashi Japan. Bro, it's, it should have always been Tanahashi Japan. How's in what world is Tanahashi a player on Taguchi's team? team? Yeah. What? No, bro. It's ta- bro. I told like we were watching it, and I, I hadn't even noticed that he was wearing the arm patch, and I was like, bro, this is like Tanahashi Japan, and like I remember. Not this past year, but the year before when Tanahashi won the uh, the Never titles. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I forget who he won it with. It was him and Nakanishi and maybe Taguchi or maybe – I don't remember who it was. But I remember thinking at the time, I was like I, – I used to call that team uh, Tanahashi and Friends. Before Taguchi in Japan became a thing, I was always calling them to Tanahashi, Tanahashi and, and Friends. Tanahashi and Friends, yeah. Because that's that's who they that I was like oh it's the that's the stable Tanahashi and friends it needs to be Tanahashi Japan because he's the real ace he's the real coach yeah um, how about we got like five of the hottest feuds going on in the world right now in this single match right so the yeah, the upcoming title matches we have uh, Kushida and Will Ospreay for the junior title Jay White and uh, Finley for the U S title Can't Robinson wait. and Goto for the Never title and then Tanahashi and Okada for the IWG. GP heavyweight title. But all of those feuds are secondary to the hottest feud going in Big Japan Mike right and now. Yoshihashi. Yes. <laughs> Yoshihashi and Michael Elgin, bro. Oh my gosh. What? That's a that's a freaking that's a draw, bro. You wanna pack the seats, you wanna put butts butts in the seats? You book Elgin and Yoshihashi, I'll tell you what. Oh my gosh. So, um, and how these elimination matches work, if you you're not never- even amused by that. <laughs> <laughs> like you're annoyed by that I'm saying that right now. Because <laughs> I'm sure the listeners are like, they're like, what a freaking troll. Yeah. <laughs> It is kind of funny though. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll have a one, maybe they are booked in a one on one match in one of these upcoming tours. Elgin and Yoshihashi are never never land. Yeah, I don't. Even, they they probably just stayed off the show. Just done a. This could have been an eight man. Yeah, 
But um, so yeah, so how this elimination matches work if you've never seen one? Um, it's elimination by pin, submission, DQ, or over the top rope. That's right. They can get be eliminated by being thrown over the top rope. Um, or DQ. Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah. Nice. Um, so this thing started off with uh, Juice and Goto. You know, they're going back and forth, and uh, Juice takes control. Uh, Goto tries to fight him out, but then um, Juice fights him off um, and tries to toss Goto out, but then Chaos makes the same, and then it kind of, like, breaks down from there. Um, and eventually kind of move forward, trying to figure out what the first um, elimination I don't remember the play-by-play, the exact, like, order that everybody got thrown out. But I will say this. This match was awesome. Yeah, this was a really fun match. I mean, when Kushida and Osprey were in there, that was great. Yeah, on a card that failed to kind of, like, deliver. And actually, in a way, it did deliver. It it delivered exactly what most people expect when they watch a Road 2 show, which was kind of lackluster a couple bright spots but for the most part a pretty missable show this was definitely a match well worth going out of your way to watch i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this match i thought every single interaction was great yeah so yeah so Kashida and osprey they're going back and forth and then they end up battling on the apron and they're trading strikes and of course osprey i was so scared he was gonna go for that freaking spanish fly yeah he teases the spanish fly he can tease that for the rest of his career now yeah and, and everybody you'll get a, like a gasp but yeah, yeah yeah um but then uh Kushida blocks it gets a hanging arm bar then um osprey counters into an apron suplex which eliminates both of them That's 15 right. minutes into the match. Yeah, it took a long time for anybody to get eliminated. Which I like that. I like building that up. and Yeah, I like it too because once that first elimination came, they just started getting, you know, they just started coming quicker, quicker, yeah. quicker. So we got uh, Michael Elgin in and him and Yoshihashi. They worked back and forth. Hashi ended up uh, hitting a lariat for two. Um, Elgin ended up firing firing up and he tossed Yoshihashi out directly right out of the ring at 17 minutes. Um, and then Goto came in. Yeah, so Goto comes in, works over Elgin, um, and then Goto eliminates Elgin a minute later. Yeah, he just literally like just tossed him right yeah. over. And I was like, this dude, Michael Elgin, bro, they are making him look like such a geek after, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to be too critical because, you know, the Booker, New Japan's got equity with me and they can book however they want. And, you know, they know how to put guys in the back burner. So it's, I'm not going to be one of those fans who's like, my guy's not getting pushed, but it does kind of, it just seems so weird. Yeah. After how strong they booked Michael Elgin for so long for like this past year. Like almost, it's gonna be like two years coming up soon. Where like it's like it's almost like the U.S. stuff, the U.S. scandal is kind of affecting it. But they didn't make a big deal about it. But like uh, it, it is actually affecting him on the like on the low key, like on the low low. Like we yeah, just don't, it, they didn't make a big deal about it. But like he's not getting pushed because of it. Maybe right. I don't know if that's true or not. But who knows? They weren't really pushing him before before the scandal. That's true. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that just made it worse. <laughs> Maybe. I was, we th- we were like speculating if he's even going to get re-signed. resigned. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So fast, uh, Juice and Goto are in now. Yeah. Juice, Juice and Goto have been money. Every time they're, they're involved in a match together, it's money. Like they're going to have a good match, I think. Yeah. Although Goto keeps doing this to me all year. Keeps being it, he keeps getting into these really good exchanges with guys during multi-man matches, and then their matches end up sucking. Shout out to Evil and Goto. <laughs> All I gotta say is, 
Put the belt on Juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's time. Yeah. It's time, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Goto hit a really awesome Ushiguroshi uh, during their, like, you know, back and forth. Um, there was, a, like, an awesome cannonball attempt from um, from Juice. Uh, he kept trying to go for the Pulp Friction. You know, Goto kept countering it. Juice was countering Just a lot of back and forth between these guys. And then Goto ended up on the apron. And then they ended up trading, and Juice eliminated him to the floor at 20 minutes and 25 seconds. So Goto's out, Juice still in, and, and uh, Okada comes in. Yeah, 10 seconds later, Okada uh, dumps Juice out to the floor. So Juice is out of there. And so now we get Okada and Tanahashi in the ring. And uh, both these guys just are great. Yeah. Just great. I've been I've been waiting to see these guys. We didn't um I know that they interacted what we saw them interact during the last tour, right? Uh on the road to uh Yeah, on the road, road, road to Sakura Genesis. Or, yeah. No, it was during New Japan Cup. Yes, 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 you're yeah. right. Yes, doing New Japan Cup shows, yeah. And they, had, they were teasing like a, a lot of potential Okada matches during that tour. Yeah, and then they also had a match during Fantastica Mania that was aired on uh What's, what's that on Samurai TV? Yeah. But it didn't air on uh, New, Japan, New World. Japan World. You can find it out there, I suppose. I haven't watched it, but um, I heard it was just like a fun match. But like those are like the only two times we've seen these guys in like a long time. And this was more sustained than the uh, the New Japan Cup stuff. So this was really good. Um, so, yeah. So Okada and Tanahashi are in there. And it gets to the point where um, they're brawling on the apron, and then they're both eliminated by Jay White and Finley. Jay White pushes off um, Tanahashi while Finley pushes off Okada. So we get double elimination. Okada and Tanahashi are out 23 minutes. So now it's down to Finley and Jay White. Um, these guys, we you know the history behind these guys. They've had multiple one-on-one matches. They were used to be best friends in the same young line class, and they're going back and forth. Um, White Jay White fights off a stunner attempt um, and runs into there's a Blade Runner and then a German. Um, White hits a rolling DVD for a near fall. Uh, Finley gets a desperation roll up for two. White almost tosses Finley out. Finley fights it off. They brawl to the apron. They battle on the apron. White teases a suplex to the floor. Uh, back in and Finley hits a German. Then he hits the stunner. and Hits clo- him with that clothesline. Yeah, right over top. It was almost like if you ever played uh, 2K18, it's like the Royal Rumble finisher. You get him against a rope and you just like hit Y. And then you like you can hit like a, a stunner clothesline thing and knocked him right over. Geek. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I feel like... I, I would actually play it. I just, I, I can't afford it, man. I don't have it. I don't have it. It's like, uh, you ever see Malibu's Most Wanted? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, where you learn to do that? He's like, GTA 3? Yeah. He's like, oh, shoot. You think I could borrow that? He's like, yeah, you got PlayStation 3? No, I got Gamecast. Yeah. He's like, well, there's Dreamcast, and then there's GameCube. Which is it? And he's like, man, I said I got Gamecast. He's like, I can't afford it. That's how I feel. I'm like, everyone's like, you play 2K17? I'm like, I can't afford it, man. I actually can. Yes, yes. You're not that big of a mark. No, you know what? The games just they're the same every year, so why would I why would I buy it if it hasn't yeah. been the same? If it hasn't literally been different since Here Comes the Pain. Yeah, why yeah. would I? Plus Here Comes the Pain's like better than all those games. Yeah. Like 
God. We should get Here Comes the Pain, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Dave Finley, man, he's the big winner of this match. 26 minutes, 52 seconds. This was all action. Really, really good main event. Um, best thing on the show by far. Uh, I really liked the layout. I liked the way that they're building to all the different title matches and the different feuds. And our boy Finley got, got some shine. We've been yeah, talking about this he, for a while he now. He gets to win and he gets to hit, he gets the closing promo. Yeah, he cut a promo. And talks about his fighting spirit. It was a good promo. Yeah. How about, how about a company that like lets you, they don't have to you bring in an interpreter for you or anything. They don't make you cut a promo in Japanese if you're English. They just let you be English. And if you just say, like, at one point, didn't he say, yeah, like, Finley, I'm sure they didn't understand said, what Finley was saying. The key things they understood were fighting spirit and IWGP US champion. They were and like, they were, oh. <laughs> All you gotta do is say, I want the IWGP US title, and the crowd's gonna pop, dude. Yeah. Like, you know what? And then later on, when they watch it at home, they're gonna put some subtitles up. You know why? Because they're a smart company. Yeah. They're not gonna sit here and make you learn forced Japanese, and you know, I don't even know if that would translate that well to the crowd, except for... Most gaijin will learn a phrase or two and then say that to the crowd, and that gets that endears them to the crowd. But they're not sitting here trying to cut long promos, right? You know, and clearly, like this, like little diatribe that I'm going through is a criticism of another major company with Japanese stars on their uh, program, WWE. Like, just let them, let them speak in their native language, man. They're better talkers that way. Just put up subtitles, bro. If, if they love they love throwing words on the screen. Yeah, you're gonna throw words on the screen, like like just throw up throw up the translation, man. Yeah. You want to be a worldwide company, the worldwide leader in sports entertainment. Well, be worldwide and put up some subtitles. Why don't you? Anyways, let's get back to how awesome this match yeah. was. We're, we're fired up this week. Bro, because, <laughs> you know why? Because I'm freaking. I'm. St- I'm so upset about WrestleMania. Still, we haven't talked about WrestleMania. Like we don't. We don't need to. All of our. All of our. Like no, we're not going to. Of right. course, just keeping a strong style. The Asa podcast. Yes. But um, you know, all of our like friends and like all of our like colleagues got to like go on their. Show and do like a two hour like roast <laughs> they got to just shoot on the crap and like we haven't got like we're not going to and I've just got all this pent up anger at that company like I'm done with them dude alright so uh next night I'm trying to move on I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to shoot brother <laughs> Hey, but before we move on, this match is really good. And I know we said it, but also super excited about Dave Finley. I, I'm like, I know he's not going to win the title, but I want him to win the title. What, now. If, what if he does, though? It's New Japan. I mean, he could, but he's not going to. Yeah. <laughs> Although I like didn't think Dave, I didn't think Jay White was going to be Kenny Omega. So I don't know. We'll see. So, yes, that was night one. Uh, night two, Road. Yeah, so night two, we have... 14. Ki- yep, yep, April kick- 14th. Kicked off with uh, Ren Narita taking on Yota Suji. So, once again, Suji, one of the new young lions here. Um, start off with some basic back and forth. Of course, N- Narita being the senior lion. Um, I love that. Again, senior, senior lion. Senior lion. Ren Narita. He gets uh, early control and uh, kind of takes most of this match. Um... So yeah, he's dominating most of the match here. They trade some big chops. Uh, Narita gets in the, a half crab. Suji escapes, um, cuts him off, laying the chops in. Big hip toss. Suji gets fired up, lays in strikes and kicks. Narita cuts him off with that drop kick that you like. Yeah. And puts him in the Boston crab. 
Suji tries to fight, but Narita pulled him back to the center and tapped him out. One of these guys did a lion, did a lion taber. Was it Narita in this match? No, uh, it was... Um was it this match? It might have been this match. We have to go back and rewatch. I yeah. think it was Narita. I think Narita put uh, Suji in the Lion Tamer. Yeah. Anyways, um, good rundown. Everything you said was accurate, but what, I think we're glossing over how freaking hard Suji slapped Narita in this match. Oh, dude. yeah. Yeah. We got to talk <clears throat> about how hard he hit this dude. Dude, he literally, like, he slapped that he slapped man. slapped him back into his birth, bro. Like, yeah, dude. He made him, like, see his whole life pass before his eyes. He like, slapped that man back in the territory yeah, days. He, like, <laughs> it was bad, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was really bad. Like, he hit him so freaking hard. I think, like, kind of the way they might be going with this is, like, and it, it kind of is true. Like, Suji doesn't seem to have the technical skills that Umura does. Right. But Suji's the, the striker of the two. Like, his strikes, even though they're, like, kind of wild, man, he freaking hits hard, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. I felt bad for Narita a little bit. But, again, another instance where Suji, kind of like Umura the night before, got in a lot of, like, offense, got to show his stuff, but... Never was never came close to even getting a pinfall or a submission. Like never right. even got him into a submission hold. So these guys are just get getting to go out there and work, but they're not they're not at a stage storyline wise where they know how to close a match. They just have some fundamental basic wrestling skills. They ha- they they don't know how to put it together to even get close to winning a match yet. And I love that aspect of the yeah, story. Yeah, it's great great storytelling, and it really helps. You know, it it kind of. Sh- you can really see their growth when they do that because you can see them when they first start off and they're because we're gonna pop when they like finally get a submission hold oh, right. that won't even work right <laughs> <laughs> like that's crazy yeah um another thing too I thought was really cool was uh Suji at the end of the night just um it was his first time probably working in Corkin ever because obviously their debut match was on a much smaller like scale and he got to bow slowly to all four all four sides of the ring and the crowd really seemed to respect that so that it, in a way it was a nice little moment for him to kind of make his debut in corking because that's like you know that's everybody's dream then uh next up we had yuji nagata against uh shota umino from wcw Yes, Yuji Nagata <laughs> from WCW. Uh, this was a basic veteran uh, versus Young Lion match here. Um, you know, Umino, as we mentioned, he seems to be getting the spotlight to be the new ace since uh, Kawato's off in CMLL right now. And um, Nagata, New Japan dad, uh, really working with Umino here. And, you know, it seems like they're really high on Umino. This was a good back-and-forth matchup. Uh, Umino showed a lot of fire here. Um, you know, Umino really took it to Nagata here in the beginning and was really lighting Nagata up, which kind of just infuriated. You know how Nagata gets, like, yeah. once you try him, he gets, like, pissed off, and then it's, like, over for you. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Nagata... And Umino pretty much going back and forth with the chops. And uh, coming down to the finish of the match, uh, Nagata hits that beautiful exploder suplex. He's got the best exploder suplex in the business. Yeah, locks in the Nagata lock uh, three, I believe it is. The, no, I think it was, it was Nagata lock two. Because remember, I thought it was three, three, and then you were like, it's Nagata lock two. two. Oh, yeah, so Nagata, Nagata lock two, which is the crippler cross face. 
and uh, taps out Umino. Yeah, seven minutes. Basic veteran versus, uh, you know, young lion match. Uh, Nagata got to just sun the crap out of Umino, um, who they kind of have, like, really given the role, you know, Kawada, Kawada's role, basically. Really good match. Nothing that was, like, going to set the world on fire. But, you know, it kind of progresses the story that, like, Umino's at this certain level, but, you know, he's still, you know, he can't beat the, you know, the New Japan dad yet. Right. So, good match, though. Yeah, very good match. Uh, good strikes, good learning ex- experience. Uh, hats off to Nagata. He didn't split anybody's wigs. <laughs> like some of these other, you know, dads. Yeah. But, yeah, um, that brings us to essentially our next match. Um, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, Tiger Mask 4, and my dog Yagi taking on Ma- Manabu Nakanishi, Taguchi, and Tomoyuki Oka. So, yeah. So, we got kind of a continuation of the match from the night before. Yeah, and uh, pretty much much of the same. Nothing. It's too- like the same thing. It's like, that. did you notice that about these two? Shows? Yeah, they were very similar. Um, in this match, it wasn't really anything too special. Once again, you know, Taguchi's out there being Taguchi. Nakanishi's being slow. Nakanishi. I mean, pretty much, like, the highlight of this match was, like, Oka and Yagi. Yeah, they started off the match, and they had, like, the best exchanges of the match. It was, like, the same... How we joked about, like, take your kids to work day. It was, like, yeah. the old, the two old dudes with the two young lines. They just changed up a couple of the wrestlers. But they worked almost the same match, which... Normally, I would be fine with if it wasn't, like, in the same... They were in Corkin again. It was back-to-back. And for some reason, this show drew better than the other Corkin show. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that that empty section was... Full. Yeah. Yeah, kind of weird. But, uh... Basically, I don't know. <laughs> what did, what do we get here? <laughs> yeah, so let's yeah, straight to the finish here. So it's um Oka and Yagi and uh Oka hits that beautiful belly, the belly I love. Um Taguchi hits a oh, hip. Yagi has that slam now. Have you we didn't even talk about that. I wanted to make I'm sorry to cut you off, but I wanted to remember. Yeah. Remember he's doing that slam where it's like almost like an Oh slam. yeah, 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 yeah. And then he brings the guy f- like straight down like it's like a it reminds me of like a like a Frankie Edgar like MMA like it's, slam. It's, it's like a super double leg. Yeah, it's a double leg that he brings the guy up and then he brings him straight down. Yeah. Almost like an Alabama slam but he comes down with them. Right. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really tight. Yeah, he did that to Oka in this match and I yeah. I pop for it. Uh, I love seeing these guys get new moves. Yeah. Also, somebody I don't remember which match it was. Oh, man, I, I'm kind of bumming that I don't remember which night it was. I feel like it had to have been this night. Someone did that move where they got the guy in the the like, the like leg hold. It was one of the young lines, and then they spun with him, spun with him, and then it was the night, it was the night before. It was the night before. So uh, which two young lines was it? Was Narita? Yeah. Narita had that new move. Yeah, it was Narita. Narita has that new move where um, I know we passed the match, but I want to make mention of it because if you saw that match, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Where he was on the ground and he he locks up the guy like it's almost like a uh, a clover leaf, mm-hmm. but he spins with the guy. Oh yeah, I remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he yeah, spins yeah. with the guy twice, and then he comes up like it's a sharpshooter, but he's got him in a Boston crab. But like it's like a sharpshooter Boston crab. Really, really cool. Yes, I do remember that now. I love okay. seeing these young lions get new moves like this. So, like, we got pointed out. We would not be keeping it strong stuff. We're not following the prog- progression of these young lions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So yeah, so Oka and Yagi. So yeah, Oka hits that belly to belly. Um, Taguchi hits a hip attack to Tiger on the floor. Oka hits a spine buster, locks on a Boston Crab. I think this was the, the the lion tamer spot here. I think it was Oka. He got the lion tamer on. You're right. Got, My bad. He got the lion tamer he here on Yagi. on Yagi and tapped him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, and that was dope too because I guess now he's got a lion tamer now. Yeah. My dog Oka. Oka, man, stepping up. Yeah. Oka's like gonna be like, I can. I bet you Oka will be in the. Uh, he was almost in the tag league this past year, and then he got bumped for Nari. Yeah. I bet you. I bet you he winds up in that this year. And um, there's also I saw on Reddit there's like speculation. There was like a something some he kind might of might be in the Super Juniors. Yeah, best of Super Juniors. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't know the deal, but someone. Uh, I don't remember who it was. Someone posted a. Uh, it might have been um, Kushida. Mm-hmm. Posted on Twitter a picture of the upcoming poster for Best of Super Juniors and Oka's featured on it, like one of the prominent faces. And I'm like, is Oka gonna be in Best of Super Juniors? Like, I, bro, I'm Oka in the Best of Super Juniors sounds dope. Yeah, it does, dude. Like Oka against Volador Jr., bro. Uh, dude, Oka versus any of those dudes, man. Oka against Flip Gordon. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be, yeah. he's gonna take every loss and every pinfall. It's gonna be great. But he's gonna look great doing it, though. Yeah. <laughs> so how so, about this? Speaking of well, oh the, the opposite, the opposite of great, uh, the rematch: Rapungi 3K against Suzuka, Taichi, and Taka. I don't even really want to talk about this match. It was pretty much the same crap as the previous night. Same Azuka crap. It was like the same match. Yeah. So yeah. So my only problem with this again is Sho and Yo, who should be like the the focal point of maybe the junior division in general but definitely the junior tag division are they're working matches with Azuka like what do they do bro what do they do wrong <laughs> I, I, I don't know man but I don't know it's fine I mean yeah. like someone's gotta someone's gotta do you know whatever at certain points and I get that like this this match would have been so much better if it was just showing yo against Taichi and Taka yeah, why does Azuka have to work? Like, I just have him on the outside or something. I don't know, man. Oh, and another thing we didn't make mention of, but we noticed while we were watching it and it just came back to me is like, Rocky's a junior, Sho's a junior, Yo's a junior, Azuka's a heavyweight, Taichi's definitely a heavyweight, heavyweight now. And Taka looks like a heavyweight. He might as well be a heavyweight. He's jacked right now. So. He's like 206. <laughs> yeah, he's about 206 pounds, brother. But uh, yeah, so I don't understand. This was another really... Dude, this is like two of the worst matches of the year back-to-back on each show. This is really bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for like, you know, easy nights. It's a road to show. I'm not expecting them to blow the roof off, but one star like level territory or negative star territory, this is not unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Yeah. Bro. I mean, <sighs> we saw better matches at freaking Tampa Bay Pro last night. Yeah, we did. Like for our, for our boy uh, Troy Hollywood. Yeah. How about how about Troy? Ho- no, I don't want to put his stuff out in the streets. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is there are certain people that are critical of certain wrestlers from New Japan. And he happens to share the same opinion, apparently. But <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Troy Hollywood, Troy Hollywood, the new uh, Tampa Bay Pro World Heavyweight Champion, yeah, the real world's champion. <laughs> uh, Shout out to our boy. Uh, so yeah, so, so let's move on from that crap. Yeah, so we have another rematch of, uh, or actually, kind of a rematch. No, it was a rematch. Well, no, Makabe was here oh. instead of um, 
uh, Tenzan. I literally didn't notice. Or Nakanishi. From no, it was it was, a ten, was it Tenzan? It was Tenzan the yeah. night before. So literally from night to night, I was wondering why are they doing the exact same match. I didn't even notice that it was a <laughs> that, that was Makabe. That Makabe and Tenzan like switched places. Yeah. Think. So yeah, Tenzan was like, are you, you can have your kid back, like. I had to eat a job with him, so you can have him back. I mean, this might sound disrespectful, and I trust me, I've been watching New Japan a while, so I know there's a difference between Makabe and Tenzan, but let's think about some parallels here. Both of these guys bleach blonde their hair. Both of these guys have, uh, you know, freaking uh, semi-cut-down, like, uh, tights, um, multicolored, big bruisers. There's a lot of similarities there between these two performers. A little past their prime. Past their prime, they both got knee problems, <laughs> but they but they can both like pull it out when they need to for the big matches when the time is called upon them. I think maybe there's a, I think overall, Tenzan is absolutely by far the, the superior performer throughout his career. Yeah. But at this point, I think there's a maybe a little more tread on Makabe. Yeah. Than Tenzan at this point because Tenzan's just wrestled so hard for so many years, but uh, yeah, I didn't notice the difference, bro. I didn't even notice that Makabe <laughs> and Tenzan switched roles here. Seriously, but yeah. it was like the same match to me. But this was a really good back and forth tag team match, and again, that whole Ishii and uh, Hanare rivalry um, was kind of carrying this match, and uh, once again, you know, Hanare really firing up and. Having no care for his well-being and trying Ishii at every corner. Uh, what if like this blossoms into like a lifelong like friendship or tag team between like? Can you imagine if like Hanare and Ishii like end up teaming out of this? Yeah, and Hanare gets to join Chaos. We get like a, a little one two three kid and Razor Ramon action going there. I would love it if Ishii <laughs> could like change his get like teaming with him makes him change his gimmick. Ishii's so like his character is that he's loyal to like Chaos and stuff, but I'd almost be like. You're ready, kid. You, you can go on, you know? Yeah. I don't want to break up chaos or anything, but I mean... Okay, right. man. Chaos is fun. What if Ishii... I don't know. We're just such a Ishii marks. I'm like, dude, make Ishii like the leader of his own faction. Yeah. 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 The Don. Make him the Don. <laughs> he should have like a mafia. The like, Pitbull mob. Yeah. Be awesome. Yeah, him, him and Hanari like like break off and do their own thing. Yeah. That'd be dope, right? That'd be pretty cool. Give Hanari something to do. Yeah. That just came to me out of nowhere. Book it, brother. <laughs> I would. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I thought this was this match was maybe a little better than the night before, but it wasn't anything like blow away to me. It, I don't, they were it, like the it, same. It was like I mean, two, it, side, two sides of the same coin. Following that Suzuki gun match, this was like... Brought, brought things back up. Well, the same thing happened the night before. Yeah. It was the same match order, bro. That's yeah. why these shows were weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it come, comes down to the end of uh, Hanare and uh, Ishii. Uh, Ishii killed, um, killed Hanare with a big lariat. Then uh, Hanare ends up countering the Brain Buster, hits a spear for the near fall. Do you like his spear? I do. The way he wraps his, his arm, whole body, like he wraps his arms around the arm, like like it's an actual tackle, like in yeah. football. Yeah. I guess that comes from his like rugby background. Yeah. I don't know if I like it from an aesthetic standpoint. Yeah. Like, I mean, it looks high impact. It is high impact. I mean, I'm not criticizing it. I'm just, I like, I don't know, I like. More of the like Goldberg spear. spear, yeah. I love Goldberg spear. It's the best spear ever. Uh, 
I mean, but yeah, I mean, Hanari Spears, whatever. I just, I, I want to get someone else's opinion. I haven't, yeah, I mean, I haven't formed my full opinion on yeah. it. So, yet. I mean, I'm, I'm down with it. it I mean, it's, 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 a little, it's a little bit different. I'll tell you what, it's better than that freaking Samoan drop. Oh, that man. Samoan drop is awful. That, yeah. If that's his, I hope that that's not his like finish going forward. Yeah, they got to change that up. They need to do something different. But, uh, yeah, so Ishii uh, was able to fire back, hits a headbutt, and the Brain Buster once again finishes off Hanare. Again. And again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good match. Ishii rules. Hanare drools. We're in fourth grade. Let's move on. <laughs> Alright, so next up we have uh, eight-man tag, the flamboyant Juice Robinson teaming with David Finley, Michael Elgin, and Kushida mm. to take on Goto, Jay White, Yoshihashi, and Will Ospreay. Continu- continuation of those four awesome feuds going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, we have... Reminder again, the never open weight title feud of Goto and Juice, the US title feud of Finley and Jay White, the junior heavyweight feud of Osprey and Kushida, and then the feud with uh, Elgin and Yoshiashi, I guess. The, the we forgot you on <laughs> the, the card, so we need the, to put you the in geek, the spot. The geek feud. I guess, yeah. So this was good. Um, it was not quite as good as that elimination tag by any means but yeah then again there's no tanahashi and okada there but uh this was solid i mean what you know take us to that take us to the action jeremy <laughs> so uh towards the finish here uh you know jay white and uh finley are out on the floor goto hits the ushigaroshi on juice Yoshihashi takes out Elgin, but Elgin cuts him off on top and catches him, hits him with a buckle bomb, then hits him with the Elgin bomb and gets the win. So, well, I guess they brought Elgin back from the dead a little bit. Juice, Finley, Elgin, Kushida, they beat Chaos. Mm -hmm. And lots of energy in this match and just continuing to hype up those upcoming title matches. Yep. And that brings us, uh, oh yeah, and after the match, White laid out Finley with the Blade Runner. Yeah. So kind of like some comeuppance from the night before for, for getting okay, the elimination. elimination. Yeah. So th- I thought that was a nice way to kind of make Jay White look strong again and kind of move the storylines forward some more with that. Um, and that brings us to our main event. We had another elimination match. I know. This is just for you, man. Two, el- two elimination matches in a row. Bro, remember the days when I used to tell you about, I was like, dude, New Japan used to have these elimination matches in the 80s where people got thrown over the top rope and they're really, really good. Yeah. The only thing is, for some reason, and I feel like viewers, if you're listening out there, maybe you can correct me. I think in the old days, you used to be able to get eliminated just by going out of the ring. Mm. I don't think you had to go over the top rope. The only reason I, I think that is because I remember a match where... Um, Fujinami was wrestling uh, uh, Masa Saito. It might have been him or it might have been Inoki. I can't remember. But one of them was wrestling Masa Saito. Masa Saito's bleeding like a madman. And he's just getting killed. And one of them runs at him and he moves out of the way at the last second because he, he's so blood lost that he literally falls over like Kenny Omega against Okada. Yeah. And whoever it was ran, hits the post, and then goes out and loses the match. And that was the elimination. And it's, like, classic. It's an awesome match. So I'm pretty sure they used to have different rules a little bit. But yeah. maybe maybe I'm misremembering it. Like, you know, one of the what, what's it called when you, like, think you remember something, but it didn't actually happen that way? 
Uh, we were talking about the group thread today. Yeah, I forget the, the term for it. I don't remember. Anyways, so we got Lij, we got Naito, Evil, Sonata, Bushi, Hiromu, the whole bands together taking on Minoru Suzuki, Lance Archer, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and El Desperado. Yeah, so this was another very good elimination match. Very fun match. Title feuds all around. Yeah, we have the tag title, the heavyweight tag title feuds with Evil and Sonata and um, Killer Elite Squad. The junior tag title feud with Kanemaru Desperado, uh, Bushi and Takahashi. And then um, Naito and Suzuki for the Intercontinental title. So, I'm excited. It's like championship season, man. All these Dude, there's a lot of great championship matches coming up maybe too many there might be too many titles in new japan right now this might be like evidence that there's too many but yeah. whatever <laughs> we'll roll with it we'll roll with it so yeah so we've got all these different title matches coming up um did you know what i didn't like this match as much as the match the night before am i crazy for saying that um i mean i could see see why i don't know i kind of <clears throat> like it the same to me you thought, you thought they are about the same level? Yeah, I thought they were about the same level. I, excuse us, listeners. I don't know if you can tell. Me and Jeremy are still trying to recover from WrestleMania week. Yeah, man. I don't know what's going on with my voice today. No, I know it's because of WrestleMania. <laughs> like, literally, I'll be at work talking to people, and my voice yeah. still is, like, cracking, and I'm, like, yeah. trying to rehydrate. But, man, it's been a rough week. Yeah. WrestleMania uh, was just a week And, and we were at, like, you forever. know, Tampa Bay Pro last night, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, marking out for uh, Troy Hollywood and uh, the Millennials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, we were at a, a local indie show last night, and uh, it's pretty cool. Like, Troy Hollywood, we're in this, like, rinky-dink, like... Country bar. Country bar where they have the shows. And, uh, you know, we love Jay Lethal. We love his promotion. But a lot of the, like, faces are, like, hillbilly-ish, like, sort of like redneckish type of guys which that's fine there's definitely a fan base for that it's just not me yeah it's definitely not jeremy yeah <laughs> but then like troy hollywood he's he's obviously he's an african-american performer he's a brother he's a brother and he's awesome and like just a month ago this dude was the champion of their freaking territory and they loved him but then all of a sudden they put him in there against a cowboy and they they all turned on the dude and uh we were like we were marking out for the dude. No one else. The whole entire crowd was against us for yeah. some reason. And he clearly won the title because he's the best worker in the whole promotion. <laughs> he literally, like, came out of the ring and, like, stood up on the bar with, with us. us. yeah. And we started chanting, real world's champ. Real world's champ. <laughs> and, like, he was so into it. He was like, yeah. Oh, my god. But, yeah, if you've never seen Troy Hollywood, um, check that guy's workout because he actually – I know this is – Keeping a strong style, but he's really, really good. And I yeah. mean, I wouldn't give you, I wouldn't give my endorsement to how good he. Is. Not that I'm anybody, but I wouldn't be like, yo, he's awesome if he was. He's really, right. good. he's really good. But anyways, let's talk about this uh, this elimination match. Yeah. So first elimination, we had um, Kanemaru and Bushi were in the ring. Um, Kanemaru hits a low blow on Bushi and pins him. So Bushi gets eliminated at 5 minutes and did 45 they, seconds in. I can't remember. Did they start with the usual Suzuki-Goon crap or not really? Um, yeah, they did. <laughs> no, no big surprise there. Yeah. Yeah, they started off with the whole brawling um, before the bell, and they were brawling on the floor. Um... And then after Bushi's elimination, 
Lij, uh, they double team Kanamaru and pin him. He gets eliminated in nine minutes and twenty nine seconds. Yep, and then uh, Suzuki came in, made the save. Um, he ends up working that knee bar on Naito, which is almost like a reverse figure four, which I happen to really like. That it it looks lot. so painful. Uh, Naito struggles, gets to the ropes, uh, sets Suzuki up top and follows. Then uh, Suzuki dragged him to the apron. They battled out there. Suzuki kept teasing the gotcha. And for some freaking reason, I keep thinking he's going to land the gotcha on the apron. Apron, oh I'm, my God. Because I'm a mark. Like, he never lands it, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then what ended up happening after that? So yeah, he teases the gotch, Sonata drop kicks Suzuki, and then Naito pulls him down the floor. So Suzuki Oh that was right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and just I, pulled him down and then yeah, he Naito walked away did, like yeah, smirking. Naito didn't even care that he just eliminated himself, but he was so happy with yeah, himself. Yeah, he was just happy that he eliminated Suzuki. And of course Su- Suzuki was pissed. Suzuki lost his freaking mind. Yeah. So then And I think he didn't he like throw a chair at him? Yeah. Yeah, we were like, my Cause, God. Yeah, because Naito was like, kind of like smiling, like walking around, and like Suzuki just came out of nowhere, like toss a chair at him. Yep. So, yeah, they, they brawled on the floor, but it was more like Suzuki just kicked the crap out of Naito. And then every time they would like, every time Naito would get beat up, he would kind of just like fight back a little bit and then walk away. Like, it's. Yeah. It's it's kind of awesome. I can't wait to see their, their one-on-one match. So uh, then, so now we're back in the ring with Smith and Sonata. The two best guys from their two teams. Yeah, Sonata gets the uh, skull in, in, but Smith powers out and tries to eliminate him. Uh, Evil saves Sonata, but then Archer comes in. Uh, Sonata is then able to eliminate Smith by eliminating over the top rope uh, in 14 minutes, 18 seconds into the match. He ends up fighting uh, Archer with drop kicks. Archer fights off the Paradise Lock. Thank God. Hits a pounce and dumps him out. So then that left us with Evil going against Archer. Uh, Evil ended up working over. Maybe this is why I didn't like the match as much because a lot of my favorites got dumped a little earlier. Yeah. Uh, Evil ended up working over Archer. Hit the Fisherman's Buster, which I love that move, by the way, for two. Uh, Archer ended up battling back. Hit the Black Hole Slam for two count. Evil fights off the choke slam. Uh, Desperado makes the save. He saves Archer, and then Archer is able to eliminate uh, Evil at 17 minutes and 16 seconds. That brings us to Takahashi. Yeah, so he's all left alone in there. Uh, he picks up the pace on attacking Archer. Arf, Archer uh, drills him with a lariat. Uh, Takahashi blocks the choke slam. Um, Goes to the apron. Takahashi drops Archer to the floor. Archer's out of there. 19 minutes and 33 seconds into the match. Uh, so Desperado is left for Suzuki Goon, and he goes on the attack on uh, Takahashi. Um, it's a spine buster uh, for a near fall. Takahashi fires up. Goes for a clothesline. They both go for a clothesline. Double down. Double clothesline. <laughs> Straight Hogan Warrior style. Back to their feet, Takahashi hits a super kick, a dynamite plunger for a near fall. Desperado uses the ref as a shield, and then uh, Kanemaru attacks Takahashi, which gives Desperado the opportunity to get a cradle for the win. Yeah, I think my criticisms of this match are probably twofold. One, the Suzuki gun bullcrap. To the storytelling and the pace of the match, maybe it's just the fact that the heels went over by cheating, which, you know, it's whatever. I mean, there's a time and place for it, but uh, it didn't have the feel-good story and also the, um, 
like the way they built to that crescendo the first night with that elimination match. Yeah. This one, they ended up with some weird, like, fate, like the whole thing with like Archer against Takahashi felt kind of weird to me. So the pacing was a little more hit and miss. I thought that the, the, the match from the night before was very complete. However, I will say this two nights with two, what I would probably say were lackluster shows. I think we did a good job, like, covering them just now, making yeah. them sound better than yeah. they actually yeah. were. But um, both main events were act- actually fantastic. Really, 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 yeah, really Yeah, those elimination events. matches are, I mean, they don't do them often, but when they do, they're always really good. We got three this year. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I... I'm all for it, especially since like all these different feuds this year. We talked about this off the air how last year it seemed like we were getting these one-on-one feuds and it like long-term story, but this year it's been all about factional warfares. Yeah, like ever since Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, has ended like going into uh, you know the um the 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 shows after that. I forget which shows they were, but um yeah, it seemed like month after month after month we've had faction, faction, faction. So. It's been nice for them to bust out these elimination matches. Yeah. um, With that, basically, um, you know, everyone did get time to shine in this match. You know, we got the Suzuki and Naito uh, interactions, which were probably the highlight of the whole match. Um, After the match, Desperado and Kanemaru beat down Bushi and Takahashi and kind of got to look strong and stand tall. And that ended the night. And... Those were the first two nights of these Road 2 shows, which we have a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more Road 2 shows coming up, and we'll cover the rest of those on next week's episode. Tune in uh, next time <laughs> to keeping it strong. Stop. No, I'm just playing. Anyway, so yeah. All right. So now we're going to jump into questions. We had a lot of questions sent in from you guys on Reddit, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, so starting off with the Reddit questions. User H Part Two asks, "Will the junior heavyweight title ever main event a show over the heavyweight title?" Oh, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, let me just say this: I hope not. I feel like if it does, something's wrong. Yeah, I mean the heavyweight title is the top title in the promotion. If that title is being defended, it should be the main event or or something's really right one or the other yeah. you have to have something seriously seriously big and seriously like some sort of angle that is so I don't know that I can ever recall ever in the history of New Japan that there's ever been any kind of angle story you know program in the junior division that's ever warranted that the junior title headline above the the IWGP title so either either that's got to be such an incredible like storyline that it is far and away beyond what the IWGP title is or something's really wrong in this promotion yeah something has gone off the rails where the IWGP title is not headlining but I really can't see that I really just I can't I don't who knows hey maybe it's happened before and we just don't know about it maybe it has I mean I from the time I've been watching I haven't seen it I can't imagine um, I, I mean, can't imagine that it ever. would have to be a situation similar to what we saw um, at NXT TakeOver last weekend where they had such a hot feud that was bigger than the, the 
main title match. It would have to be the feud and not the title at yeah. that point. Like the yeah. feud, like the title would have to be secondary. Almost right. like, unless you know. Not that it's normal, but I mean, there are times in the past where some shows have had like the heavyweight title in the middle of the show for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and maybe it's not necessarily that like the last match of the show is the headliner, but it just happens to be that the IWGP title or the junior title goes on last. But I literally can't see any situation personally. I don't. I don't think it would happen where where the junior title has more prominence than the heavyweight title. Right. As much as I want there to be more of a crossover between the two, I just feel like that would be crazy. I mean, if it was any other promotion, I'd be like, yeah, but the IWGP titles just, it's the most prestigious and well-booked like title that exists out there. I mean, I don't, I don't see it. I couldn't see it. Um, and then Great a- question, though. H Part Two had a second question. He asked, "Will Rey Mysterio be in Best of the Super Juniors this year?" Absolutely not. Um, no. Yeah. No, he won't be. I mean, there's rumor that Mysterio is going to be a participant in the Greatest Royal Rumble match. That's not even a rumor. He's going to be. Um, He's going to be in New Japan this year. Yeah, he is, but he'll probably. Well, I mean, he originally he was supposed to wrestle Liger, and he was... Dude, he's going to work the cow house. Yeah. That's what's happening. Like, I'd be very surprised to see him come to Japan. He hasn't worked Japan since, like, the 90s, and even then it was for war, and it was a couple times. Like, I don't think... I don't... <laughs> if he was... If he does end up in New Japan, he ain't, he ain't working no best of Super Juniors. Yeah. He's going to work a bunch of smaller shows... Why would he do that? You know what I mean? Right. He's going to come in for a one, a one big match. A series. Do you know how much money, like, uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. gets for per show? Per show, yeah. It's okay. a lot. But I think it's something like $25,000 on the indies. Yeah. He's literally, like, the mo- the most highly... Uh, his his show price is higher than almost anyone else on the indies right now. Um, and it's not that he doesn't deserve it. He does. So, I mean, they're going to pay him... <laughs> they're going to pay him, like... 25 G's for like how many nights does best super juniors go like 14 nights something like that yeah no way yeah to come in he's not working super juniors his, I don't even think his body can hold up working super juniors like if he won it which he would if he was in it probably or he at least make it to the finals and what does that do like no yeah uh, it's too bad I mean maybe back in the day he would have yeah but not now so uh, next question is from Legible Toe seven six two. He said, "All things considered, do you prefer the heavyweight tag belts or the junior tag belts? And do you think they should be kept separate or should they be unified?" Um. <laughs> uh, so that's a great question. I mean, for me, I don't know. I mean, I guess it really depends on what feud is going on. I mean, I think. It, kind of like the last year I mean I feel like the junior tag titles might have produced how, how invested are you ever in either of these belts not not much man it's pretty much like whenever the young bucks are like the tag that's literally what I was about to say like when the young bucks were the champions that was like about and it. uh Rapung, or uh Rapung, Rapungi Vice um and then yeah and War Machine with tag champs but I mean we've mentioned this on the show before that they should unify the junior tag and heavyweight tag. There just really is. I mean, for a company that lacks depth in those divisions, they do a fantastic job um, booking 
with what they have. You know what I mean? Like they still keep like the stories going and they still keep the machine rolling. But I mean, I mean, no one's going to sit here and be like new Japan has the greatest, you know, heavyweight or junior tag divisions or that their titles really matter that much. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know. It's like a feather in your cap if you're a tag team and you've held those belts because you're like, I went to Japan and I held the tag belts. But like for the for like the local guys, I don't know, man. They need to. I feel like they do need to just unify them because there's not enough enough depth, really. Yeah. And I mean, like, I would love to get some, you know, rockers versus power of pains, like junior versus heavyweight tag team action going. I I feel like there's more better stories they could be telling there. As opposed to the way that things are now, definitely. So I don't. I'm. I, I'd be, I'm all for it. I think uh, a lot of people are. We're not the only ones. It's not like this. We're the first ones who've ever said. Right. This. I like, mean, yeah. Pretty much anybody who covers New Japan thinks that they should be unified. Yeah. Um, undoubtedly, Dean asks, "Who do you think will take up the mantle of Bone Soldier?" Uh, so I mean, we're assuming at this point that someone will be Bone Soldier, other than right. Bone Soldier. Right. Other than Captain New Japan. Kitamura. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if what if this whole Kitamura thing was a work for him to become back as Bone Soldier? I don't know. Kawato. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I, I really don't. I think I think there's a good chance that Bones, Bone Soldier is Bone Soldier. Really? Maybe. Hmm. Maybe it's not. Maybe we're. Maybe it's a swerve. Swerve, bro. Swerve, bro. I don't know. Who do you think? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, like we heard a speculation. Maybe Flip Gordon. Um, I mean, he's the only guy that's, like, involved in that storyline that, like, would kind of, I guess, make somewhat sense. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Goldust. <laughs> Goldust is going to come in yeah. as Bone Soldier. Oh, my gosh. He'd be, fa- he'd be infinitely better than Bone Soldier. Oh, otherwise. yeah, definitely. Um, Thanks for the question. So, got a bunch of questions from Mr. ACP. Uh, first, he asks, who in New Japan has the best entrance, entrance theme and who has the worst? Well, for me, I want to take it first because I don't want right. to steal my thunder. The best entrance theme in New Japan by far is Tatsuya Naito. Yeah. You agree? I mean, that's... Uh, there's a lot of great... There's a lot of great... Themes. I don't know. I really like Okada's theme. I like Okada's theme. You like Goto's theme a lot. Yes, I do. I love Goto's theme. I'm not so big on Goto's theme. Um, who's got the worst theme? Azuka. Yeah, I don't like Azuka's theme. I really, really don't like Yoshihashi's theme. Oh, yeah. His theme sucks. But I've never really sat back and thought about who had, like, the worst. Right. Uh, I mean, Suzuki's got one of the best themes. Oh, yeah. Suzuki. ni nare. But, I mean, it's... 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 Uh, it's... Naito by far he's got the best uh, the best entrance music um, I'm feeling like I like the G.O.D. theme song I like, uh, uh, like Omega Omega's theme song Dude, is the, awesome the Young Bucks New Japan theme is kind of whack the Young Bucks theme sucks yeah yeah uh, you know who I don't like I don't like the Rapongi 3K uh, theme song at all I, I don't know it's kind of like caught on with me <laughs> <laughs> Rapongi Rocky uh, Yo and Show to say the day <laughs> no um, I love I love the Best Friends theme song yeah. Yeah. That theme song's awesome. I don't know who I'm trying to think like who's got a really bad Oh, Juice's theme song's awesome. Yeah. But still I mean Ace uh, what's Ace's high it's not high energy anymore, it's power and love now. Yeah, go Ace. 
Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, although his old, you know, theme music's better. Uh, I even like, I like, uh, I like Tai Chi's music. <laughs> I do, man. Uh, if it's the gimmick. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know who's got the worst. Like, I really don't know because I don't. Suzuka. A lot of the guys who have bad uh, theme music don't even get their music played very often. Yeah. Because their music sucks. So, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, it's, uh, it's Naito. I mean, that's all that really matters. Naito's music's the best. Do you agree or you, you think someone else better? Uh, I'm a toss-up between Naito and Okada. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's close. Yeah. Naito's music sounds like a 1990s Sega Genesis. Like, <laughs> like, like oh, my. It sounds, it's awesome. It's like the best theme. Yeah. The only, the only thing I liked better than that in New Japan was, uh, um, oh my god, freaking, uh, what's wrong with Nakamura? Oh, yeah. Nakamura's yeah. old music. And, uh, and we all know, I love, I love Cody's theme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you know who, which theme I don't like? I don't like the new Golden Lovers theme. Yeah, it is kind of lackluster. It's weird. I don't yeah. like it. So, yeah. Um, then he asked, uh, do we prefer, uh, more preferred Japanese or English commentary? I prefer the English commentary. I also too prefer English. I mean, but uh, not always. I mean, there's nothing against Japanese commentary. I mean, we had Japanese commentary for these last two roti shows and they were, it was good. Um, it's just, you know, we speak English and it just helps to understand more what's going on. Here's my thing. I like the English. Co- if you'd asked me this question like a year or two ago, I'd been like the Japanese commentary, actually, to be honest with you. So it's not just about the fact that they speak English. It's really one thing. Don Callis and Kevin Kelly, Kelly are an amazing team. They're just so good. If it, When it was Steve Carino before and all that. Yeah. Like, no, not really. I, w- I would rather listen to the Japanese commentary. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when Kevin Kelly was less acclimated to the product as well. But now he's great, and Don Callis is awesome. The nights where Don's not there, I'm not as into it. Yeah, when it's just like Kevin Kelly and Rocky. Kevin Kelly's great. Kevin Kelly is like guiding guys by the hand. Yeah. So don't get like don't get it twisted, guys. Like I like Kevin Kelly, but yeah. But I mean, I can watch. But I've been watching Per Rezu forever. I mean, I don't. That's nothing. Like Japanese commentary is awesome. I don't understand it, but still, yeah. it's still great. Um, then he says, which, if any, of the top of the current top juniors could you see making the jump to heavyweight someday? Takahashi. Uh, Kushida. Yeah, those are like my top two guys. But like, I really I don't know about Kushida. I mean, like, I think he can and I think he probably should. But uh, Takahashi, I see. I could see him going heavyweight for sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe Will Ospreay. Maybe. But like I'm like that's my guy like yeah. it's Takahashi yeah like I see him as a heavyweight star one day. All right, next question from Mr. ACP: Favorite uh, wrestling finisher and least favorite? I guess I'll keep it New Japan. Or yeah, I think that's, I think he meant the New Japan. Um, the one winged angel. Yeah, I mean, it's the most protected finish in New Japan. I mean, yeah, I love the one-winged angel. I mean, the Rainmaker, of course. Yeah. Uh, Destino. Destino's great. I mean, yeah, all the top guys have, like, awesome finishers. Who has, like, a sucky finisher in New Japan? Tana- uh, Hanare. 
the Samoan <laughs> drop. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, I don't even know if they're gonna keep that or not. Yeah, I don't. You know whose finisher I love? Ishii hits the him brain, with the brain buster. buster bro. I love it. I love it's it. not a finisher, but the V trigger. Yeah, the V the V trigger was supposed to be one. But yeah, it's not. I don't know. Is there like who has a bad finisher in New Japan? I'm sure there are guys with like bad finishers, but oh, I don't like go to. I don't like the GTR. Yeah, I think the GTR sucks. Yeah, I'm not a fan of GTR. He's got better moves. Yeah, than the GTR. Ushiguroshi's Ushiguroshi's way better than GTR. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a good question though. And then the last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.